and welcome to season 11 of sequelizers i am your host as always jack chambers ward and joining me also as always it's matthew stockton we didn't come here to listen to lame speeches we came here to sequelize some old smelly movies i hate everything about that (laughs) i I tried to explain because we're recording this the day after we've recorded our movie commentary Yes. Where we watched Grown Ups 2 together and I tried to explain the film to my wife last night at about midnight and <laughs> I did an Adam Sandler impression and she rolled over and told me to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right thing to do. Yeah. Uh, that, however, was uh, Milo Ventimiglia, Ventimiglia playing the character of Milo. Frat Boy Milo. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Speaking of frat boys, it's Tim Matum. I have sequelized with about 25 movies in this very spot, and I want you to be number 26. Uh, I mean, we've done a lot more than 25. Yeah, but... Especially you two. Of all the quotes in that film, (laughs) fair play, Tim. (laughs) (laughs) Good work. (laughs) Well, we are here. We are going to talk about a film I would hope we would have never have gotten around to. Well, no. Yeah. This wasn't on the list. It wasn't on the list. It's that bad. It wasn't on the list. But we were forced to talk about 2013's Grown Ups 2. We are very far from the guiding light of uh, bad sequels to good films. Seriously, yeah. (laughs) Where the rots set in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember that old tagline of fixing (laughs) bad sequels to good movies? Neither do I. (laughs) After suffering Paul Blart last season and Grown Ups this season, thanks to the same person, which we'll get to in a minute, because this was in fact picked by one of our VIPs on Patreon. And if you'd like to become a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash sequelizers. You get early access, you get ad-free access, you get exclusive merch, you get discounts on merch, you get all the bonus content if you support us at the £10 tier or higher. Like I said, there is a movie commentary for this episode that accompanies Grown Ups 2. And it's on everything. There's a lot of despairing silence in it. (laughs) Usually we're pretty chatty because, you know, we're supposed to be making content and stuff. There are moments where just watching the scenes in disbelief and then I count down to the scene ending and then the punchline (laughs) and then it stops. We're like, oh yeah, there's the ending. Brilliant, brilliant, yeah. It, the despair makes it worth listening to because we're in just disbelief of how shit it is. <laughs> we're full of takeaway and despair. Yeah. Pretty much for that commentary. But yeah, you can enjoy that. We also do outtakes. We talked about Matt's music taste for some reason because we needed a fucking palate cleanser. It's not his taste that we have a problem with. <laughs> well, <laughs> Jack it, has a problem with well, it. It's, it's, uh, the it's the, the manner with yeah. which he consumes Very much yeah, so. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. That sums you up in general, Matthew. Yeah, fair. Your taste isn't necessarily the problem. The way you consume it, that's a problem. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that knowing... Mm. Mm. <laughs> but yes, of course, you can go and get 
entire bonus episodes during the interseason as well because we're getting towards the end of this season. They will yeah. be coming up soon. You get full interseason bonus episodes, three of those during the interseason, as well as all the outtakes, as well as all the movie commentaries. We have another fucking movie commentary to do, which is going to be the season finale, folks. We're starting with a commentary. We've got this one in the middle for some stupid fucking reason. <laughs> and then we're finishing with a movie commentary for our season finale as well. So yeah, lots of cool stuff if you go and support us at the £10 tier or higher. If you want to go higher than that, of course, you can become an executive producer at the £30 tier, like these fine folks have done. Canis Rufus. Greg, I'm going to need a bat! Stuart Main. This is grown-up talk, so bat out! Josh van der Sluis. I don't yell at you! Hyper Dude Man. <laughs> Philip Morgan. <laughs> David Selinger. Don't tell your mother! Marcus Lindstrom. Do you understand me? And James McDowell. Damn you! Thank you, executive producers. You make this show possible. You make the in-season possible. You make the big bonus content and all the extra stuff and our soon-to-be sort of recently upgraded equipment that we haven't installed yet, but we will be using soon. It's very fancy. I'm very excited to actually get it set up and working and stuff. But it's a, bit, it's a bit more complicated than the current setup we have. Basically, we've upgraded our audio interface so we can actually kind of use it for live streams and use it for this and kind of do a bit of production while we're recording and stuff. So hopefully we'll improve the quality of the podcast, make our lives a little bit easier. And it's all thanks to you and your support on Patreon that we can do that kind of stuff. If, and only if, you go to the highest of the tiers, you can become a V. IP, highest of the producers, the very important patrons slash producers. The VIPs for this week are Jonathan Firth Clark, Xenos, and the VIP that forced us to do not only Mother of Tears, Paul Blart 2, and now Grown Ups 2. Josh Miles. <laughs> Bruh. Seriously. <laughs> Three films I had no intention of watching in my entire life. And thanks to the one and only Josh Miles, they essentially held us at gunpoint, <laughs> threw a bunch of money at us, do these movies. We went, fine, we will. <laughs> we will do things for money, turns out. Yeah. 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 And, in fact coming up very soon mm. we'll be opening up more slots for vips a couple of people have already shown interest i'll let you guys know now a couple of people are already interested in getting their picks in there and being able to select interseason and main season films i dread to think people are like really ominous with this kind of shit <laughs> i see it on the discord occasionally like oh yeah if i was a vip i'd make them do this terrible film i'm like oh no <laughs> yeah can it get worse than grown-ups too yeah oh <laughs> really i've seen a lot of films man there's a lot of shit out there. i know i know <laughs> you've seen all the films but like what percentage are worse than grown-ups too matthew uh human centipede oh two I just don't give them ideas, Matthew. I, I would watch Human Centipede one over Grown Ups two every day of the week uh, with a commentary. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> anyway, there are lots of bad films, and uh, but it's the fact is that they want to listen to it, and I'm like, you know, fine. They want us to suffer. 
Or maybe they want us to, you know, uh, prove our skill. Oh, oh. <laughs> we must prove ourselves. It's like a test your might situation. I mean, absolutely, because yeah. yeah. this one is, is, is a poison chalice. Very much yeah. so. That I don't have to worry about. <laughs> yes, very much so. But yes, like I said, we will be expanding the list of VIPs. We will officially announce all that stuff on social media and officially open up very soon. But just to give you guys a little heads up, the option may be there. If you are interested in getting your picks in, you don't have to, you know, support us for a huge long time or anything like that. If you just want to get in, get your pick done, support us for an interseason, get some interseason selections done, whatever you want to do, the option will soon be available to you to join the VIPs. Yeah, this isn't us being greedy. This is because people have been demanding it. Exactly, yeah. 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 And uh, it's also a great time to join the patron mm. because I believe at this moment, if not very, very soon, there is a vote for said interseason. Indeed. Indeed. We make sure to open up a vote for the main season and for the interseason. So if you go to our Patreon page right now and join us at the it's on a lower tier specifically so that if you have the money, you have the interest, you have the time, you want to get that stuff and you want to be a VIP, you have that thing. We also want to make sure even at the lowest it, right? end, yeah. effectively lowest end, you can still vote, you can still mm. be involved, you can still have a hand in it. Exactly, yeah. You, you can, can still ruin our lives. You can still influence us there and choose a particular topic for us to cover during the interseason. And we'll do the same again for season 12, which is a weird thing to say. Season, season 12. 12. I remember when 10 was a novelty. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. I remember we were discussing like, oh, six seasons in a movie. And then that sounds like that might actually be happening for community in real life yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is weird. You know when you become, uh, when you're a child, sorry, and, and you have the initial stage of every aunt and uncle saying the same thing to you, you get bored of it. And then you get to a certain age where you know, your friends and your family have kids and stuff, and you're not saying, how are you nine? <laughs> oh my God. And, and then the child's like, yeah, everyone says this to me for some reason. Like, no, you don't, you don't understand, child. How? Exactly. <laughs> we experience time differently. <laughs> Accurate. Yeah, exactly. So like I said, if you want to get your vote in, if you want your chance to become a VIP in the not-too-distant future, go to patreon.com slash sequelizers where you can support us there at a variety of different tiers for a variety of different rewards. Fucking hell, let's dive into it then, shall we? Yeah, all right. I'll start. Oh, I watched Grown Ups 1 two days ago and Grown Ups 2 one day ago. I hated every second of it and I have to write the fucking synopses for these garbage fucking movies i don't know which is worse writing the synopses or writing the pitch oh there's way more pressure for the pitch there's mm. way more pressure for the pitch <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> him because <laughs> well come, again not to keep comparing it to paul blart but fucking kevin james and yeah. i put adam sandler yeah. in my pitch <laughs> kind of my fault there i suppose <laughs> but it is the like you said matt like the poison chalice the thing of the there's two sides to it you can't do worse you physically cannot do worse than Grown Ups 2 or Paul Blart 2. Mm. But fucking hell, what you're, do you do with this? You're not year? starting from a good place. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You and, are yeah. constrained because you can't just go, I'm going to make a good film. You're like, yeah. no, you have to make a Grown Ups film. You exactly. can't have tonal dissonance. It has to be at least... This is the thing about... I was like, oh, why don't you just cast a film with fucking... Christian Bale doing a really interesting nuanced performance. Like yeah. it's grown ups too, you fuck. Yeah, yeah. Lenny Fader is played by Christian Bale now. Tim, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just do a hard, saying nothing, grit, gritty <laughs> reboot of the whole thing with like yeah. a various collection of Batman actors, all as different uh, slapstick, hilarious bullshit. 
coming. It's interesting. <laughs> that's, that's kind of the point. We the thing with sequelizers, we give ourselves a remake. Obviously, let's not kid ourselves. It's fan fiction. We're doing a thing where we yeah. try, but mm. we set ourselves. We don't take this too seriously. No, no. Yeah. But we're trying to set the little precedence. Like I can't say, oh, Grown Ups Two. Okay, we've decided Denis Villeneuve comes in and does the yeah. sequel, <laughs> and he gets rid of all the cast, and they like they just die in an explosion. Then it goes to the main story, mm. which is about a family troubled by <laughs> someone living down the road who's an an odd individual. Like, right. Okay. It's a story about immigrants and <laughs> miscommunication leading to, oh, and Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler show. I right. didn't mean to kill him. Yeah, exactly. So bought out. <laughs> it's like, um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're right. There's, there's immense pressure. So you've seen them both now. Yep. And yep. you don't like them. I hated every second. Curious. <laughs> Legit two of the worst films I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> I would rather watch uh, Blart Side of the Mall than either of these films. Do you think you would Better try? Music. Because I can yeah. enjoy Pink Floyd. Would you like to try and uh, line Pink Floyd up to one of these movies? I mean, it probably fucking work. So the the reason, I know I talked about this, in the, again, not to harp on Paul Blart too much, but the reason the Blart side of the mall thing works is because Paul Blart 2 basically has no plot or structure or storyline. Yes. And that sums up both of these movies pretty well. Mm. They have that, a formula. Every th- So every three minutes... There will be a quote-unquote punchline, and then the scene abruptly changes to something seemingly completely unrelated, because there's like four dozen fucking characters in these movies, and each of them is in their own weird little world, where suddenly, oh, we're with Adam Sandler, and two, three, mammy meh, oh, David Spade now, hmm. oh, he fell in poop, next scene, oh, Shaquille O'Neal's here. Next scene, like for fuck's sake! It's also the laziest way to actually film things. It's God, the, you the crew set is things up, mm. everything gets done, and you bring out the boys mm. from <laughs> their deck chairs, mm. and then like the boys do the lines, and then it. <laughs> and then it cuts, and like, right, we'll set up the next scene. We'll be in three hours. I'm gonna get wasted. That's Great. a good question. Do they shoot everything at the same location? at the same time like normal people do or is it just fucking chaos i because these are quite expensive movies so yeah. I, I think it's gonna be orchestrated in a way that should make sense yeah do the veteran yeah the director uh mostly of adam sandler stuff but yeah you don't and a doctor as we learn in the thing <laughs> yeah you don't you <laughs> don't alcoholic. make that many films by doing them in the yeah. most chaotic I'm, fashion. i was kind yeah. of taking them but so, yeah, yeah it wouldn't it, it, was it so, wouldn't surprise <laughs> that yeah from a coherence <laughs> point of view it would make as much sense yeah. that they yeah. would uh do it that way it's essentially a compilation of like 23 minute skits just chucked together that happen to feature occasionally some of the same characters yeah. and they're all shit and they're all terrible. Yeah. We we watched the, the uh, Grumps 2. There was one moment of genuine laughter. Not necessarily the intention that they put behind it and it was just, just, a just very... the pure non sequitur. Absolutely. It. <laughs> it was just this uh I'm not going to describe the scene. A thing we'll get happens to it in because it doesn't actually maybe. matter. But basically then you see an adult in a uh, on a, on a flotilla, a little fucking whatever it's called, a little blow up inflatable thing in yeah. the water. Look towards the uh, the camera, effectively thumbs up and say summertime, <laughs> and we're like, brilliant, because yeah. it makes as much sense as anything else. Yeah, and that chaos just gave us a tickle, a little tickle. Yeah, 
How about Jack, you, Tim? Yeah, I was going to say, we've touched on where you... Yeah. So I also had avoided these like the plague, uh, like wise. any rational human being. Like any normal, Makes rational sense, right? Makes sense. human being would do. Uh, and then about, uh, about t- 10 days ago, uh, I watched both of them. And Did you do it back to back? Not quite back to back. I gave myself like... I watched one in, in sort of uh, early in the day and then another in the evening Oof. and i was like i needed some some disinfectants yeah. still pretty back to back to be fair it's still that's yeah. still within the same waking hours that's, yeah, yeah. Um, you need some brain bleach to save that <laughs> yeah. and, I, and i and i finished number two and i was like a that was atrocious <laughs> and b can't believe i have to watch that fucking movie again to do a commentary on yeah. it yeah um, you didn't decide to do a space jam too like i did no, just not watch the no, sequel i i felt i felt I mean, I totally could have. Yeah, it's... because the, the 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 films, as we'll get to when we get to the synopsis, the second one is barely. Aside from the fact that the character names are consistent and the cast obviously is consistent, even, even sometimes they're not that consistent. No, yeah, they yeah. just don't name people so they can get away with. It. Yeah, the there's no like none of the stuff that happens in the first one is particularly followed up in the second one, and a lot of people's the, their lives have changed with no reference as to how that has happened. like Basically, Adam's... every single character has a completely different job and sometimes completely different personality than they did yeah. in the first one. There's very little cohesion. It's insane. Yeah, in the first one, Adam Sandler is a agent who lives in Hollywood who travels back to his hometown for holiday. And then in the second one, he just lives in that hometown now, doesn't seem to really have a job. Um, and no reference is made to the fact that A, that they have moved, or B, that he no longer has a job. He used to be or has, rich doing and powerful a and successful. His yeah. kids are spoiled LA douchebags. There's a couple of references to him being Hollywood, which is what people yes. call him in the first one. Uh, and that's about it. Yeah. Matthew. Matthew. Hey! Confess your shame. Uh... Forgive Did me, Father, you... for I have sinned. It has been uh, six months since my last confession. Um, that I have we, no sins. Was, was that Paul Blart? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see these in the cinema? So. Uh, oh, no. There wasn't a definitive no, and I hate you for it already. I saw Grown Ups 1 in the cinema. I hate you so much. I did not see Grown Ups 2 in the This cinema. is all your fault. I mean, accurate. Grown Ups 2 is your fault, Matthew. <laughs> Fair. I, I added to the money you pot. contributed to that garbage pile. Very accurate. Um, I saw the first one and I was remarkably bored. Yeah. Um, but it's worth pointing out the years these things came out. Uh, it's 2010, Grown Ups 1? 2010 and 2013, yeah. Uh, this was at a time when Adam Sandler films, was, it was still within what I'd like to call lived memory, uh, <laughs> where Adam Sandler films were, in inverted commas, good. And by that I mean tolerable by teenage standards. Um, so you've got, I mean, I would have been 26 years old at this point. And that's not like a, that's making it better. Um, <laughs> old enough to know better. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I enjoyed Little Nicky and Big Daddy and, and Billy Madison and Happy, Happy Gilmore. Gilmore and bits yeah, of, you know, yeah. the, for what they were. And then... Mr. Deeds. I know you're a big Mr. Deeds guy. I don't give a shit about Mr. Deeds. No, nobody uh, does. Waste John uh, and, uh, and, 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 you know, I think it's like, uh, Click was actually... Not awful. Click, Click was uh, moments to do it, and there were other things that started coming around that sort of time, bedtime stories and things like that. But it was very clear it was becoming ah, he doesn't care, 
And it was yeah. the question, of, did he ever care? That sort of like, you know, logic. Yeah, yeah. And Grown Ups was like, oh, this is just him and his fucking annoying friends going on a fucking holiday. This is just the cash out. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, so I didn't enjoy it, obviously. And uh, But more than that, it's a really f- infuriating movie and just painful. And it made so much money. Yeah. Um, but it also cost a fortune. It should it also, did. it should be pointed out because, yeah, he'd had, so... He'd had his, like Woody Allen, his early funny ones. Um, yeah. Uh, and then he'd he'd had some ter- some bad ones, stuff like <clears throat> Mr. Deeds. Um, but he'd also done stuff like Punch Drunk Love around that time. Mm, yeah, Punch yeah. Uh, uh, Rain Over Me, I remember being... Yeah. Okay. Um, Spanglish, you know. Yeah, yeah. Slightly He's trying to of, act more. Yeah. Uh, and Click, which again is of that, period is probably one of the better ones if you had to watch like an adam sandler comedy that was a traditional adam sandler comedy that wasn't gonna be outside the wheelhouse mm. click is a decent one to go with because sure. like, yeah sure mm. but then 2007 oh. we have i now pronounce you chuck and larry fuck you oh, fuck that movie 2008 we have you don't mess with the zohan oh, terrible film. fucking movie i remember people what if 2008 i would have been finishing college at that point people at college fucking Loving that movie. Don't get it. It was the like Borat kind of era. Mm. So, oh yeah, he was an Israeli hitman who wants to be into fucking cutting hair. Yep. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, 2008. We also have bedtime stories, which is yeah. like a family one, which trying to be a wholesome. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. In 2009, we have funny people, and there was this hope that oh he's, he's showing he's changed some, he's showing some self awareness. He knows how shit those movies are oh. that he's just made. Maybe this is going to be a turning point for him. Maybe he's going to make stuff. You know, that's that's a you know a, a deep, you know, relatively emotional like performance that he gives. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, kind of relatively honest. Little then, did we know. Then the next year he makes fucking grown, grown ups. ups. There you go. And you want to know why I went to see grown ups? There is that part of logic, like maybe this is it. He's got all of them together. We're going to see this huge SNL style Big, renaissance of like gonna, these schlubby dudes cleanse all of these careers. It'll be like, a yeah. really emotional. And this thing mm. I always point out. There is a genuine, arguably positive moral point he's trying to get through. It's just so clumsy and fucking mm. stupid that it's and dull. Yeah. Um, that it's like, oh, he thinks this is progressive. And then yeah. between first grown ups and second grown ups, we have just go with it, which is with Jennifer Aniston. Shite. Which is terrible. Mm. Uh Jack and Jill. Oh, oh God. so shite. Yeah. Roping fucking Al Pacino in the barrel shit. right there. Yeah. Ugh. That's my boy. Oh, uh, bland. Yeah. Uh, and then we get Grown Ups too. Mm-hmm. And then Hotel Transylvania. Hotel Transylvania is also in there, yes. Which I that like. must be said. Um, Which also yeah. stars the entire cast of Grown Ups, basically. Yeah, absolutely yeah. does. But yeah, I mean, it's... And now he's obviously got his Netflix deal and he's doing a bunch of stuff with just, them. That's... Just do whatever you want and we'll pay you millions of dollars. And yet yeah. he'll pull out something like Hustle or Uncut, Uncut Gems. Gems. Yeah, I know. Because he has it in Gems him. was one of my films of the year that year. Yeah. Fucking great movie. Th- there's an interesting, and I know this is a bit of a tangent, but Michael Bay. Um, Jesus. Michael Bay perfected the formula. He knew it was about money yeah. and what you show people. And the Transformers films is the epitome of that. The problem was he went so far with it, he couldn't climb his way back. <laughs> so he did try essentially become a parody of himself. Very much right. so. And he's, he, was, he was locked into it. And then he tried to do Pain and Gain. He tried to do the 13... I fucking hate Pain and Gain. Mm, 13 the Nights, the Benghazi. Yeah. Tapes, whatever yeah. The fuck it is. 
and both of them flopped even though they should have been like peak bay mm. because suddenly it wasn't transformers people were like eh, i'm not gonna watch it mm. um and Bad Boys 3 comes out, but he's not directing it. He's not involved in it. It's the yeah. same sort of thing, but you can't really do a Bay thing. It isn't Bay. Then he has Six Underground for Netflix, and nobody gives a Six shit. Six Underground mm-hmm. is crap. Doesn't yeah. mean anything. So Bay has got himself fucked, mm. and he can't go. He cu- he's gone so far, he can't go back to. Do you remember I did Armageddon? Mm. <laughs> do you remember I actually made some films, actually, and like Bad Boys, one of the things I actually yeah. did some decent cinema. You're like, yeah, you did for a while. It was two, entertaining. two films in the Criterion collection. Absolutely. Seriously. <laughs> um, hell. But. With Sandler, the door is always open. Yeah. He's like, eh, I'm making these movies and their shit. But you know mm. what? They pay a fortune and they keep the American people happy. And then I go off and win a fucking spirit award or mm. an independent fucking film award. And you're like, yeah, how did you do that? It's like, because <laughs> I can act. It's yeah. like, you can. And that makes it somehow worse <laughs> because you can do this. That was more of a waste of potential. That's what's most frustrating. But then like anything, there's uh, meals and reels. It's a phrase we use uh, at work. Some jobs you do for film reels. Some jobs you some jobs you do to put meals on your on your table. Yeah. And Adam Sandler likes to eat. It seems <laughs> <laughs> he takes a lot of the meal ones. I, I no, do that's have a Kevin question. James. I think you misunderstood. Oh, one joke. Oh, fat joke. Ah, I can say that because I'm also a fat white guy. <laughs> that's how that works. I do have a question, Matt. Oh no. How? Shit. I mean. There's the obvious answer, but you are not someone to who the obvious rules apply. How come you didn't see Grown Ups 2 in the cinema? Circumstance. Fuck off. Uh, I hope it would be common fucking sense, Matthew. No, no. I think I just was busy. <sighs> um, and weird enough, I don't think it was out in this country that long. I know it's like, the thing is, when you see a shit ton of money, the box yeah. office numbers are mostly American. Right, of course, I was going to say, I'd, yeah. I'd imagine it mostly does numbers domestic and then... Yeah, the in the international market. Correct. Yeah. So, uh, the first film is eighty million dollar budget, which is insane. That's more yeah. than Deadpool, by the way, folks. The first Deadpool. But we also know we discussed this the other night about how, let's face it, it's a twenty million dollar movie, and the a boys got of, paid a lot of money. A bunch yeah. of boys. Yeah, the boys are getting paid. Mm-hmm. Uh, it made two hundred and sixty million dollars at the box office. Obscene. Two hundred and eleven of that was. American was wow. d- domestic, yeah. so yep. and basically exactly and the same for the second one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost identical budgets and ratio to box office stuff. Yeah, all the same. These made shit don't travel shit tons of money to that middle of America mm. fucking idiot audience. It's who the people this crap. laughing. Going, <laughs> I do that. That's all it is. It's that one demographic of that's me mm. and my mates. And it's like, is it? Then I grew you up need I had to a, fucking I had a fat mate and a, yeah. and a little dorky mate and mm. the other one and him and it, as well. It's, it's an audience that has literally grown up with him. Absolutely. Um, you know, because he got his start so young on SNL, you know, that he will yeah, there's there's people who were like, Oh my god, this guy's so funny because he always had quite a adolescent sense of humour. Yep. And then like his films came out and they're like, Oh yeah, he's great. And now they'll just watch anything he does. My wife screams at me as well. My kids are loud. It's like, yeah, cool. I can't yeah. relate to them. I wish, I wish I could ogle on some teenagers and, uh, you know, complain about my wife, but then also ogle her. Yeah, and and uh, if a guy comes up to her and and shows interest, he better be gay. Yeah. Otherwise, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna start something. Uh, yeah. So, 
well, as we established in the commentary, the moral of Grown Ups 2 uh. is that uh, if you want to set a good example to your child, then you have to fight someone. Belittle them. Yes. In some way, shape or form. It's, 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 you know what I hate? And this is the thing we talk about in Sander films. There are only like a four or five archetypes of people uh, and they're all rich. Yeah. There are no poor people anymore because he doesn't know poor people. <laughs> um, he, in, in flashbacks, everybody's poor. Mm. But then they cut to now, yes. and Sanders and in, like in his early films, people could be poor. Oh, absolutely, because yeah. he was poorer back then, yeah. poorer, I should say. Um, but that's the point. It's then like, oh yeah, and you know, all my I, I hate bullies, but also the only way you can stand up to a bully is to beat them up, or um, and this is what Grumps Two is interesting. Oh, sorry, Spoilers, interesting. Matthew. Sorry, yeah, beat them up or humiliate them. But mm. Grumps One is interesting. Because, as we'll get to in a second, the resolution, the denouement mm. of the film is actually surprisingly nuanced for all yeah. of five seconds. I, I, yeah. was, I will say, and I said right. this before, grow, the first Grown Ups wasn't as bad as I was expecting it. Because a bit like Paul Blart and, and Sex and the City as well, I was expecting the second film. Yes, and then you the second the one. Worst the and second turns one, out the worst is the second exactly, one. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And Jack said, uh, "I'd heard some things that uh, some reviews, people saying, is it, the second one's better than the first." I had. Yeah. Genuine. Like, I guess a pile of shit. To be fair, it was people I've never heard of on YouTube. So you know. Yeah. I just put in "grown ups to review" onto YouTube and see what people were saying. Just because it's I was actually curious. better than the first one. Yeah. More poop jokes. Pretty the much. Uh, unfortunate thing about YouTube is they'll give anyone an account. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So uh, let's get into the synopsis. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's, let's do it. Good luck, Jack. Do these Christ. fucking films. I will caveat this with, I will just list stuff because that's how the film works at one point. Mm. And the I first, be- the first film barely has a structure. The second <laughs> film has no structure. <laughs> I remember us watching the second film. I mean, like, and I, I can't, it must have been like 45 minutes, an hour in, went, there's no A plot. Yeah. What is <laughs> yeah. happening? I remember- and the very end, Matt just goes, that was your A plot all along. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is yeah. going on? Yeah. yeah no, Tim, Tim said that because I said just beforehand. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I yeah, turned yeah. to Tim and said, I think we're about done now, aren't we? Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> and I went, what? What? <laughs> it's like, what do you mean? It's like, yeah, the film's pretty much over now. It's like, how? The story <laughs> hasn't started yet. <laughs> It resolves where it began, which was less than 20 hours previously <laughs> yeah. in their lives. So so when Jack goes through this, if it sounds boring, tedious, badly written, monotonous, it's not Jack's fault. Yeah. That's entirely the film. You're welcome. Ready for a list? We start in 1978 for Grown Ups 1. Childhood friends Lenny Fader, Eric Lamonsoff, because as we discovered, Adam Sander loves to use that surname apparently. Kurt McKenzie, again, whose name, first name I don't think is ever said in the movie. Who's movies, Kurt but... McKenzie? <laughs> That's Chris Rock. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Ignoring the fact that he's got the whitest name of the group, but whatever. Oh, yeah, because in the second film, isn't Hiccups McKenzie the person that... Fucking carry on. Yeah. Marcus Higgins. That's David Spade. Uh, so Lenny is Adam Sandler. Eric is... Kevin James, Mackenzie is Chris Rock, uh, Marcus is David Spade, and Rob is Rob Schneider. <laughs> who yes. I never thought I'd say this, but is not in the second one. He's not. He's not missed. Missed <laughs> is the wrong word. But fuck me, 
the, the people they have. We'll get to it. We'll get to so it. So just to circle back, Eric Lamonsoff, because it's the full name. It's not just the surname. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. It's the he, full uh, Eric He's apparently one of Adam Sandler's longtime friends and former college roommate. <sighs> oh, there it he's is. appeared in three of Sandler's films. At the actual. The actual wow. guy has appeared in three films. And that, is that enough to get him a SAG card? That probably is, <laughs> isn't it? It's enough to get him some royalty checks. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, and he's also used the name in at least four films. Fucking hell. For other characters. Well, there we go. So, yeah, that we just have... speaks to the laziness yeah. and the... Uh, nepotism. The nepotism of Adam Sandler. <laughs> Welcome to Grown Ups, everybody. So we have Lenny, Eric, Kurt, Marcus, and Rob. None of that matters. I will use them essentially interchangeably. They win their high school basketball championship game. Apparently that's a big deal. Who fucking cares? And celebrate at a lake house with their coach, Coach Buzzer, as they call it's him. It's not even their high school game. It's grade school because they're all like 12. Oh, yes. Fucking yes. Who, yeah. uh, who cares? It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't care to get that correct. I don't understand American schooling. And I fucking hate that movie. By the way, it is a catchphrase. I'm not just... That's why he's called Buzzer, because he makes the buzzer noise. Yeah. Coach Buzzer. Yeah. Etc. 30 years later. Didn't realise this was a period piece, by the way. The film is set in 2008. Ooh. Huh. There you go. Yeah. I, I looked it up. Because they say, oh, 30 years ago. And I'm like, it specifically says 78. That's what a weird choice to set it two years it's like uh, predator I, 2's distant future of 1997 i think it's the they wrote it in 2007 thinking we'll get this done by absolutely next year absolutely that's they what it is. wrote uh, adam sandler wrote this in the 90s fuck jesus it was it was Christ. it was going to be made in the him. 90s and it was going to have i believe chris farley in it and holy it just, shit and it just kept getting put on the shelf to be well, made well, or something should have fucking stayed there yeah is was he supposed to be eric lamonsoff because he's probably. a big fat white guy didn't know Kevin James at the time, I guess. Oh, God. Anyway. Interesting, so the, the whole point of it being a couple of years later, be like a high school reunion where it's like just 10 years later situation. Yeah. That's weird. They would, yeah, they're not... Anyway. Doesn't matter, into In the year of our Lord, 2008, Lenny is a Hollywood talent agent, as we've already said. They keep calling him Hollywood throughout the film. Seemingly very successful. Who is married to fashion designer Roxanne, played by Salma Hayek, and they have three children. I could name the kids. It doesn't fucking matter. Nope. Keithy and something else. Don't Who matter. cares? Uh, Eric, that is Kevin James' character, co-owns a law furniture company. Sort of. Sort of owns a lawn furniture company, but not... Don't matter. The, yeah. The big, find out the later. big twist later the is... big twist. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't work for anybody. Yeah. And has two children, one of which I will mention, because he's still breastfeeding at four years old and called Bean. <laughs> Hate it. Kurt, that is Chris Rock, is a stay-at-home father and has two children and his wife is pregnant with a third. Beam. Marcus is a slacker sort of ladies' man. Somehow they get David Spade to be the ladies' man of the group, I guess. because It's your fictional world. You make yeah. whatever you want. Yeah. And Rob is married to his much older fourth wife, Gloria, who uh, everybody confuses him with his her with his mother because she's older than him who he hit on during that basketball game 1978 and one kid was like me and it's like no that 40 year old woman and you're like i don't think that's meant to be the same person i think that's just implying he's always liked older women probably true who, who you know what him no <laughs> god forbid this film could has be, could be and they and they and it wouldn't bother to tell us either exactly. way it's vile Carry so on. that so that's the intro to the characters that is the first like 20 minutes of this movie 
Coach Buzzard dies, and the five friends reunite for his funeral in their hometown, which is somewhere in New England. America. In America. Lenny rents the lake house, the aforementioned lake house, for everyone to stay over the 4th of July weekend, though his family plan to leave early to attend Roxanne's fashion show in Milan. It sort of matters, that's why I brought it up. He pushes his two sons, Greggy and Keithy, to play outside and runs into his childhood bully slash a basketball opponent, Dickie. But let's face it, not his childhood bully, because that comes up in the second film. Yep, yeah who claims Lenny's foot was out of bounds when he made the winning shot of the basketball game 30 years ago. And the only time I agree with Adam Sandler in these movies mm. is when he goes, oh, come on, man. That was 30 years ago. It doesn't matter. I'm like, He's yeah, right. this is yeah. this entire movie. This is your nostalgia for 30 years ago. Why are you telling the audience? Fucking hell. That's a, that's a good point, which I hadn't twigged before. It's, they say it's a championship game. Yeah. But Dickie was also in their school. So were they just playing another bunch of kids from their school? Yes. Which makes it even lower like, stakes. Even lower simple. stakes. Yeah. Yep. It's yep. a intra-school championship yeah. <laughs> of we were the best basket five basketball players in my year at that school. Yes. Which is I know America has much bigger schools than us. For me, that would be like 30 <laughs> fucking people. I went to a tiny school in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> but but still. That's nothing. And the fact, I again, like I said, I agree with Lenny slash Sandler that this is, why the fuck are we still talking about this? Who fucking cares? The stakes were so low then. Get Fucking get over it. You they don't. This is the entire plot up. of this movie. Oh, Matt did a pun. As the friends spread Buzzer's ashes, Rob breaks down and reels. He has invited his estranged daughters, who are indescribably sexy for some reason and also the other one <laughs> basically they're they're sexy teens that all the other dads can ogle mm. and uh, they take and it the in, they, they take it in shifts and you mentioned michael bay earlier matthew we get yeah. some bending over fixing cars shots between legs mm. and things and it's very uncomfortable and gross Anyway, Lenny is thrilled to find the kids, his kids, playing with cup and string telephones and like being wholesome and stuff and being away from computers and whatnot because technology bad, mm. I guess. Ignoring the fact that he's a Hollywood agent. Yeah. And also the fact that he would have had to have bought those for them. Correct. So, yep. Yeah. And video games are fine. Yep. Roxanne realizes the positive impact that the weekend is having on the kids and tells Lenny to cancel their Milan trip. And they can stay at the lake. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Everybody's happy with the, whatever. They go and visit a water park where Marcus, again, David Spade, the quote-unquote ladies' man, flirts with Rob Schneider's sexy daughters after buying them skimpy bikinis on purpose. Uh, yeah, and, and the fact that Spade looks like a hop, skip, and a jump away from prison. <laughs> just, just, just nasty, grubby-ass Spade. Like, yeah. hey, girls, I'm five foot one. And you're you're twenty years younger than me. Yeah, but that's least. what's age, yeah. baby. And it's like, oh, this yep. is vile in general. By the way, we're not prudes. It, it's just it's also really badly shot as well. It's yeah. also yeah. And the second one I think only gets worse in terms of its misogyny, homophobia, transphobia. Yep. There's some there's some bits of racism in there as well. And even if you stripped all of that out of them, they'd mm. still be bad and not funny. Absolutely. Tim, Jack's on the synopsis. 
The families cause chaos throughout the park. The wives attract a bodybuilder, then jeer at his high-pitched Canadian accent because reasons. Because they're vapid, awful people. Everybody's yeah. ho- everybody's a horrible person, even yes. the wives who are supposed to balance out the assholes. Every character is an active asshole in this. Yes. Uh, Rob assaults a slide attendant and then insults his daughter. Eric pisses in the pool. And it all goes blue because oh no, it's an urban myth. That Specifically in the the the, the kiddie pool. Yes, yeah. yeah. At the incredibly dangerous and probably illegal zip line, hmm. the main group confront more high school bullies, sort of, even though they're not in the second one, including Steve Buscemi for some reason, who, is the, who is the least bully man I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. Yeah, playing a character called Wiley, thank you, Tim, uh, who ends up being incredibly severely injured after crashing into a shed whilst going down the zipline. Yep. Yeah. yeah uh, at Lenny and Vicky, who's also there, get into a weird one-upping thing mm-hmm. where they get their kids to do stupid stunts on the zipline. Yep. You know, because fuck, fuck your kids. This, yeah. ri- this high school rivalry from 30 years ago mm-hmm. is much more important than your child's safety. Yeah, it's important that my, my kid can do this. And, it's, uh, it's, and the worst part is that it all comes up fucking roses. So uh, they have the little goading thing. Uh, the bully's kid's like, I can do it, and jumps straight on it. At which point, you know, Adam Sandler's kid finds his gumption and does a a spinny thing and does it backwards oh my backwards oh my god and then sounds like well i gotta do it too and then it escalates to just it's just dick measuring bullshit yeah yeah anyway this entire next paragraph is one sentence (laughs) returning to the lake house everyone returns to the lake house because that's all that happens and then they dance that's the Uh, entire scene that's that's accurate that is the entire scene that's accurate these fucking films. <laughs> Seriously, man. The next day, Rob attacks Marcus, mistakenly believing he had slept with one of his sexy daughters. And Marcus admits to feeling insecure compared to his happily married friends. Marcus does say, I'd never sleep with him because you're my best friend. Mm. And it's like, I don't know what then why, you think is happening did you, yeah, you are trying to do that. Yeah. You're failing and you're saying, ah, I wasn't trying. Dick. Yeah, it's like, I'd never sleep with them. I'll totally lech over them yeah. and be creepy towards them and make them feel uncomfortable. I just want to take some pictures of them. Yeah. Some tasteful nudes. Yeah. What I do with those tasteful nudes is my business. It's like, thank you, David Spade. <laughs> oh, do you mean David Spade's character? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Oh, good Lord. Everyone comes clean about the state of their lives. Roxanne confronts Lenny for cancelling their flight to land before she told him to, so he had planned it all along. Mm. And he admits he wanted their family to have a normal vacation. Kurt's wife complains to him about spending time with Lenny's nanny because Lenny's nanny actually listens to him or something. There's been a whole running subplot about yeah. how yeah. Lenny is embarrassed because he's so much he's so much richer than the rest of them. So he doesn't want to Remember pretend. this, folks. He's richer than the rest of them. It doesn't come up again. <laughs> yeah. He does he he wants to pretend that they don't have a nanny, but also doesn't let the nanny stay at home or have some time off um and so <laughs> she has to pretend to be an exchange, exchange student. student yeah oh um, you've got your uh yeah you go and buy some textbooks or whatever it's like fuck off uh yeah and chris rock occasionally talks to her and his wife freaks out about it yes uh kurt retaliates as i said by pointing out how she underappreciates him 
it's never really resolved. That's just left. <laughs> Eric reveals he was laid off from his job. There's the big twist that, mm. oh, he doesn't co-own the furniture. He doesn't drive lawn. a caddy. Yeah, he, he just rented it. He rented it. a caddy and doesn't co-own a lawn furniture company because fucking hell, the stakes are so low. And Rob admits what everyone already knows, he wears a toupee. Yeah. Nobody cares. Yep. Uh, they all reconcile. Have a sort hug. of. Yeah. Yeah. They all hug Just and stuff. Hug. And Lenny and Kurt offer to help Eric start a new business. Nondescript. Don't know how they're going to do that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't come up again. Nope. On the last day at the lake house, Lenny and his friends agree to a rematch against Dickie and all the other assholes. I've got a list of all their names here, including Musby, Tardio, Malcolm, and Rob- Robidoux. Yes. Played by people who, if you've watched other Adam Sandler films, you'll watch it and go, oh, it's that guy again. I did that in That's the comments. Exactly like, oh, yeah, it's that guy. It's the guy with the wonky eye and it's the guy with the face. Yep. And oh, he was a little Nicky. Yeah, it's that guy. Yeah. It's those people. The game culminates in Lenny and Greg. That's his son. Facing Dickie and his son. And Lenny misses the game deciding <gasps> shot. What? But Adam Sandler's an amazing basketball he player, never misses right? That guy? shot. Yeah. Apparently. As the families watch the 4th of July fireworks, Lenny tells Roxanne that he let them win to get him off his case. And felt that his own family needed to know what losing feels like. Which is not a, a Sandler conclusion. Yeah. That's, that's a hint of actually something. <laughs> yeah. It's I don't know what it is. I hate to make this comparison. Oh, shit. It's almost like Rocky won. <laughs> <laughs> Rocky doesn't kind of. win. Yeah, he goes the distance. That's all he wanted to do. Exactly. He yeah. proves a point yeah. and moral victory and all I, that I shit. I get it. I get it. It's also, though, I mean, it's tricky because everyone in this film is an asshole, apart from yes. the kids who are just kids for the uh, most part. Some of the kids are assholes. Some of the as kids well. are assholes as well. Especially yeah. in two. Yeah. Fucking hell. They're assholes in the making. But you could. <laughs> There's a degree to which it's super patronizing because it's like yes. Adam Sandler's characters are like going like, these people have nothing in their fucking lives. I might as well let them win this game of basketball. Uh, it very much is that. Um, yeah. It's the charity, charitable benevolence of, yeah. I will allow you happiness yeah. in this moment and I'll tell my wife about it. Yeah. I look like a real man. It's like, great. Um, which would be more objectionable if Dickie wasn't also an asshole yeah. who is hung up on a game that happened 30 years ago. True. Anyway, grown-ups too. Where's this where's the story going next, guys? What story? <laughs> a, a few years later, yes, another period film. This is set in 2011. <laughs> Again. Doesn't fucking matter. He writes it for the year he's gonna make it. For some reason, Lenny has relocated back to his hometown. Where the rest of the boys, minus Rob Schneider, thank Christ, are now. We mentioned in the commentary mm. 20, 30 minutes in. Wait. Schneider's not here. Yes. Yes. Apparently it was a scheduling conflict yeah. because he had a TV show at the time mm-hmm. and also was doing a stand-up tour or, or something. That as we'll get to in a moment. He is replaced by a weirdly similar, obnoxious, god-awful character. And, also- and there are scenes Ugh. where it straight up looks like Rob <laughs> Schneider is in the scene. Yep. Because it's shot from behind and they have the same haircut. And it he, he also, about... 50% of his traits are integrated into the rest of them. Um, yeah. well, he's absorbed as, as into Spade. Into, yeah. Especially yes. into Spade, yeah. yeah. Lenny wakes up and there's a deer in his bedroom. It pisses on him and runs and that. <laughs> That's what I've written down. I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah. 
they he eventually uses one of his daughter's stuffed animals, Mr. Gigglesworth, I believe. Now that I've seen the yeah. fucking movie, yeah, so uh, it's Mr. Bigglesworth from fucking uh, Austin Powers, but with a G. Yeah, and it's not a cat to lure the deer outside, and the deer shreds the stuffed toy. Yeah, then he dismisses his wife's suggestion that they have another child. Don't worry, that won't come up for another like hour and ten minutes, but it will come back again. Welcome to this movie. This is me listing stuff now because this is how this film works. Eric worries that his wife is encouraging their children's self-confidence above anything else. God forbid his children have confidence in themselves. True, but they are remarkably dumb. Yes. And yeah. Yeah. The joke is that like she's teaching Bean maths and whatever he says is correct. She just goes, yeah, that's right. Exactly. It's it's like, what's five? This is an actual example. What's five plus seven? Pi. And I don't mean the number pi. I mean... A cherry pie. Like, yes. You're a great boy. That's dumb. As I say in the commentary, it feels like they're trying to talk about parents with kids with like learning difficulties or yeah. like like avant-garde ways of learning and stuff like that. Like, oh, maybe his son is autistic and that's why he's not able to like process certain information in certain ways, but he has a very great understanding of this other thing as well. Mm-hmm. They don't fucking do that. No. It's like the fucking predator understanding of autism. It, but it, it worse. seems like it's more a comment on, like, oh well, you know, these kids they can't get to these participation trophies. Participation yeah, that's exactly what yeah. it is. It's that yeah. griping about, oh, kids these days, everything's right, nothing's wrong. You never learn. When I was a kid, when I get it wrong, I got beaten. It's like, yep. and that was bad. We changed it. Well, yeah. I turned out all right, didn't I? No. Nope. Mm. Uh, Kurt gives his wife. A gift for their anniversary, which she has forgotten. Doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> and Marcus prepares to spend the summer with our favorite character, Satan himself, <laughs> Braden Higgins. Pl- played by the bloke from Vikings. <laughs> yeah, Br- Braden's arrival. Everyone's got those little introductions, like, you know, got the deer scene to introduce your stuff. You've got the, I guess, you've got, um, to establish it, he's in a big mansion. He's still happy, but it's not an LA mansion. It's hometown mansion. It's fine. Um, that makes he, him relatable. Everybody. Yeah, he's down to earth. He's one of the guys. Uh, and you get all the different bits. You don't get that with Spade's character. He just turns up in Medeiros on a phone saying... At a train station. Wait, I've got a kid coming on a train. I, I don't remember who you even are. And it's like, I'm this person. You're Hiccups McGee, Hiccups McKenzie, whatever the fuck it is. You're like... Right? How am I gonna recognize this kid? And it's this fucking six foot five man with David's twenty five year old dude. Yeah, David's face hair and beard. Yeah. And he goes, "Oh, I see him." And it's like, how has and, and, and I hate to do this because it's like, but it's very important to put this right on the bat. Logically, I get the whole "there's a deer in the house." It's dumb, but they say how the daughter mm. who also. Talks like a three-year-old despite being nine. Yeah. Says, I left the door open to let animals in. It's like, that's stupid. Yeah. Um, but there's a deer in the house now. Sure. Fine. Spade's character's on the phone to somebody he doesn't know. <laughs> and has he... already arrived at the train station. <laughs> yeah, arrived with a toy for the child he is expecting <laughs> to see. Uh, he doesn't know who he's speaking to. I'm like, I get it. But I'm also like, this is all about it's furthering a nonsense joke. It's so matter. lazy. It's it is incredibly lazy. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of which, the wives go to yoga. 
and are, se- ah, and are sexually me. harassed by John Lovitz. But it's fine. Not he's not a character. That's just creepy old John Lovitz, who is a known creep and asshole. I'm going to say something bad right now. I mentioned earlier about filming and there are lots of leering and jeering and like ogling and shit, right? And again, I'm not a prude. I'm a deviant. Um, but at the same time, there's so much lecherousness. Yeah. And it's filmed badly. <laughs> and I, I, it's a strange thing to say. It's like Man, everything like is supposed full pornography. Well, no, it's, it's supposedly like, oh, this is all sex. Look at this. Mm. Look at this. Make these wives bend over. And it's like you're filming everything in a way that it's you're filming it like a sitcom. Yeah, yeah. everything it's feels bland and emotionless. Yeah, There's, it's not even like even the the, the sexy like bar gasket on my car and oh now mm. I'm old. You know, this is a sort of almost porn parody slow motion. It's like mm. even that doesn't feel right because it's not. None of it's actually sexy because no. this is made for a family audience. Yeah. It's just gross. That's exactly it. It's just yeah. like, oh, well, we know this is gross, but you know what dads are like. It's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Sorry. So John Lovitz is a whole, a whole piece of mess. Yeah. John Lovitz is a creep, but he gets kicked out by their new incredibly sexy yoga instructor, Kyle. Who's just fine. And gay, unfortunately, mm. for them. And then they all sexually harass him. Because women are just as him. bad as men. And like, men are transphobic to a muscly woman. Yeah. yeah. It's it's really aggressive on both counts. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Gross. Just a race to the fucking bottom. It really, it really is. is. With some with some really talented actors, which makes it really frustrating. Yeah. Maria Bello, who plays uh Kevin James's wife in that, producer and writer of The Woman King. And I'm yep. like, what the ah. fuck is going on? There's a very weird moment at the end of the first film where the wives get dressed up in what appear to be like cheerleader outfits they've made mm-hmm. of newspaper yep. or something oh. to support the men during God. the basketball match. Mm-hmm. And I very much was like, wow, Maria Bello in a uh, cheerleader outfit come a long way from history of violence to this fucking <laughs> film. Fucking hell, yeah. Mm. Good Lord. I'm not saying anything, but yeah. It's going to sound like, a, oh, wow, Jack, did you forget a sentence there? No, I didn't. Lenny steals a school bus from Nick. <laughs> Nick being Nick <laughs> oh Schwartzen. God, we're only up to here. Yeah. Nick Schwartzen, who is essentially the Rob Schneider of this movie, and is the mo- somehow is the most unbearable character in this group of fucking fuckheads. It's because they, they go out of their way to say he is cartoonishly impaired. Yes. Yeah. He is literally like this person's a danger he's to themselves borderline and comatose to society. Half the yeah, time. yeah. Like, how is it's not like oh you know he's like uh, think about the Simpsons and you got I can't remember the guy who drives the Otto. bus. Otto. Otto drives the bus. I was like, oh, my name dudes. is Otto and I like to get blood too. Yeah, <laughs> that's is it like that kind of character? No, no. He's Imagine a, Ralph. Weekend grew up. at Bernie's. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's so bad. They literally, Weekend at Bernie's. Him with like a bit of string and anyway. For no reason. Yeah. And so Lenny is the bus driver for some reason because he doesn't have a job now. You've just learned that, apparently. Sure. Even though he was the most important and high-paid guy of the group last time we checked. Mm. And drives everyone to their last day of school. Why don't I bring up it's the last day of school, everyone? I'll get to that. It's <laughs> not really relevant, but makes it worse. He picks up Kurt and Eric for some reason. And visits Kmart, where they're joined by Marcus, who was sent Braden to school for one day before summer in a town he's never been to. Yep. And clearly is a 25-year-old man. <laughs> yeah. And schools love just having a kid show up on the last day of school 
and being told, teach this kid for one day. Yeah, but as they established, this school is... Nonsense. I, I don't know, like a Nickelodeon school? <laughs> kind of, yeah. yeah. Kurt persuades Lenny to throw a party for the first day of summer for some reason, and the group of friends decide Lenny's childhood bully... Discuss, sorry. The group of friends discuss Lenny's childhood bully, Tommy Kavanagh. Wait, Tommy? You know, the bully from the first one, everybody. Who? No, completely different character. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Police officers, yes. Yes, there are police officers that are characters in this. Fluzo and Dante, I looked it up. Oh my God. Escort them to Becky, which is Adam Sandler's daughter's. I think it's Adam Sandler. One of the daughters. I don't fucking care. The ballet recital. <laughs> it's it's Adam Sandler. It's Adam Sandler's daughter. It Thank is. You. Yes. Tim knows the law. Here we go. <laughs> Adam Sandler has two kids. Uh, three kids. Two yeah. boys Greggy, and one daughter. Keithy, and Becky. Because fuck it. Jesus Christ. Yep. At the elementary school, where Lenny runs into Tommy, the highlight of the movie, yep. Stone Cold Steve Austin, <laughs> who is his. I think it's his wife, or at least his partner, or whatever is the sexy dance instructor. So we get another horrible ogling of a woman by all of the dudes. It's Kevin James doing his... <laughs> staring down a camcorder. Yeah. And it's like... Which he does in filming... Paul Blart as well. Yeah, it's like, you're also filming children, and I'm very worried about this. Nice. If I saw this guy filming like with webcam on a camcorder, going... <laughs> it's like, yeah, but it's a sexy teacher. It's like, yeah, still, mm, man. Yeah. As school ends, Kurt's daughter Charlotte agrees to go on a date... Apparently that's relevant. Sure. They make a big deal of it. It it comes up a bit. But the kid's weird. Yeah. It doesn't narrow it down. Lenny's youngest son, Keithy, struggles with his own bully, Duffy, who's a big fat kid who bullies him and then gets... We'll, we'll get to it. And Charlotte and Keith's older brothers, Andre and Greg, accompany Braden to an abandoned quarry where they join a college party. And they it's meet a, a bunch of frat boys. And it's stuff. a lot of names, a lot of bullshit. You don't need to worry about it. Because some of the kids go to a thing and meet some adults yeah. who are sort of teens, but also played by a bunch of adults. None yeah, of it's going they're, anywhere. They're, they're meant to be college kids, yeah. but they're played by 26-year-olds. Taylor Lautner and I'm pretty sure 30-something-year-old Milo Ventimiglia. Yeah. Because yeah. he was famously old when he was in... He's old in Heroes. Heroes, yeah. Which was before this. I will say, <sighs> Lautner's doing a great fucking job. Lautner is... I, I, joked about, I joked about Stone Cold Steve Austin. Legit, Taylor Lautner is the best thing about this movie. Yep. I hate everything about that sentence. He is, even when he's he out does, of focus he does in the a lot. He does a lot of flips. Yeah. That's the best thing about this movie. He yeah. flips off a police car. He, oh, he flips off a police car later. <laughs> and not as in he flips off a police car with the bird. Mm -hmm. He does a front... Oh, it's cool as it, fuck. It's a cool guy. The Grown Ups... Yes. Visit the same quarry where they swam during their youth, only to be confronted by... Oh, it's the same bunch of teens. Oh, no. Yeah. Who forced them... That's right. The teens forced the adults to jump into the water naked. There are, like, 40 of them. Sure. Fucking grown-ass man. <laughs> I, I, to be fair, half old of them are... men with roided-up, coked-up kids. Just leave. I, I, I've... I don't Sometimes know. a fight is going to happen, man. I, you've been in a lot of fights. So I try. This I'll is how it starts. <laughs> Beating up a lot of teens recently, man. Not recently. As a tired old man. <laughs> Sometimes I feel the need to, but no. 
They later find their fraternity house vandalized, and they blame the grown-ups, the usual crew. To be fair, we don't know it's not revenge. the grown-ups. No. We assume it is. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Because this plot, quote-unquote, makes no sense. Sure. Later, the friends take Marcus's van, which has been vandalized by Braden, hint, hint, wink, wink, to Eric's auto body shop, because he has an auto body shop now. He has a car thing. And Marcus inadvertently rolls through a town in a giant construction tire. For some reason. In bad CGI. Terrible fucking CGI. Yep. Good lord. Lenny learns his son is a talented football player and then breaks his leg. <laughs> <laughs> That's the scene. That is, that is so odd. End of yeah. scene. Eric apologizes to Sandy for avoiding her. Sandy. Eric apologizes to Sally for avoiding her, for spending time with his mother, because Kevin James has some weird Oedipus nonsense with his mum, apparently, as we've learned from Paul Blart and this movie. The boob milk has stopped, though, from the previous film. Thank Christ. <laughs> he, teach, he teaches him to drink from a carton once hum, human milk, but not human milk. And <laughs> he, says, he says it in some weird way. He I does, don't remember yeah, what yeah, it yeah. is. Uh, and then Jaws, a... It says here in the summary, endures a sexually charged car wash from male cheerleaders that we don't get to see. Off screen. I was looking forward to that because the fucking Lonely Island show up. <laughs> and it, basically, it's Taron Killam, the Lonely Island. It's the SNL crew of yeah, that era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All just show up. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, someone else as well. They all just show up, and I'm like, oh, actual funny people. We're going to get a might, silly sequence. That might be able to be. Nope. Nope. It cuts away. Yeah. Despite it being in the trailers a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Tim mentioned this in the commentary yesterday. I went and checked the trailers. There's fucking scenes of it. It's on the cutting room floor somewhere. It's in some deleted scene somewhere. Too sexually charged for this family film. Dip that. Good old Akiva Schaefer being too sexy. (laughs) Getting all wet in that. Uh, Lenny becomes suspicious of Kyle's relationship with Roxanne because he doesn't know he's gay yet, but then everybody finds out he's gay and it's fine, we'll get there. He's angered by her employee Penny's lifelong obsession with Lenny. Roxanne doesn't quite understand what the fuck is going on. Lenny doesn't understand what's going on. It's weird. So weird. Some of the plot points start to collide, but it doesn't make any fucking sense or difference or have any impact, really. I'm just going to list a bunch of stuff because how the film works. Marcus now bonds with his son, Brayden. Charlotte goes on her date with a fucking weird half-bald kid who's the <laughs> son of yeah. Tim Meadows, I think. Yeah. It's, it's so weird. It's a riff on Urkel, but not. He's he's clearly in the Urkel mold, and it just... I never want to hear the phrase, the Urkel mold. <laughs> I, I don't know. These films are already so awful in so many capacities. Like, but there is something to me that is slightly weird about the fact that they're like Tim Meadows is barely in the first one. He shows up. He's another one of the. He's like the Steve Buscemi character, where he's just like yeah. another person from he's their another high goon school, from their school days who stayed in town and is a bit of a loser. Um, and that's the limit of his character. Yeah. Um, and then he's back in the second one, and they pair off his son, who we've never heard of before, who's this weird. Urkel, Urkel kid. Urkel yeah. kid. He's a very confident, nerdy prick. Yes. Who likes <laughs> who likes to do terrible freestyle rap. Oh, he's rapping. Yes, and at one point worst. he sees a... Fr- the literal punchline to one of the scenes is he sees a frog and yells, a dinosaur, and then falls off his seat. Whoa! Makes a noise, um, yeah. Fucking. 
and they decide to pair that character off who they've come up with for this film with Chris Rock's daughter and it feels like they're just like well we can't have a date one of the white boys <laughs> oh that's absolutely and, I, and yeah. I'm not pulling that entirely out of my ass because and this is I'm about to say something in praise of Adam Sandler oh, actually oh no when they were making the first one the some of the executives didn't want him to have Salma Hayek as his wife oh, because yeah. she was Latina yeah and he was like fuck off basically yeah. they were like no it's got to be a white woman yeah. what yeah it's, it's gonna be like white blonde woman a white dark-haired woman no gingers yeah. it's just gonna be like that it's, well, it's Salma fucking Hayek it's yeah. Salma fucking Hayek yeah so no because now it's a mixed race film apparently yeah according to you know America oh, you're like, gosh, uh, sure. yeah there's kids yeah. of mixed race kids I guess uh, you know fuck in, off in the eyes of like the it's it's a kind of like border directors like look, 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 we're just gonna say it how it is okay we're pitching to middle america here's yeah. where the big money is we got this jewish guy and a latina lady that's too much they, people they, people won't understand how how's that gonna work yeah, yeah. they like, don't understand those cultures just don't mix you know it's like to be fair sure. adam sandler does take the piss out of her speaking spanish and her oh it's monstrous, and her yeah. quote oh yeah in undecipherable accent or whatever the hell and the fact in. that the deer is her mexican mum in his words. At the first of the movies, yeah, your mom's oh, yeah. here from Mexico. He's just trying to get her attention. Though, oh, right? I know, but he's still like, eh, mother-in-law yeah. shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's anyway. some uncomfortable undertones in this Yeah, very thing. much so. When Adam Sandler does half a good thing, it's because he's got two handfuls of shit. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> and, a, and a big bag full of money. Yeah. <laughs> and got to choose his wife, and he was like, fuck it, I'm going to be married to Salma Hayek. I'm going to throw enough money at Salma Hayek that she won't be my wife for two films. Oh, and my actual wife's going to be here as well. Yeah. Married to the principal. It's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> moving on, moving yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, Andre, one of the other kids, passes his driving test. His instructor is Steve Buscemi for some reason. Who feels like a different character. Ev mm. Yeah, every character. It's like the fucking prequels where every character is related to every other character. Mm. Vader built C-3PO and all that bollocks. <laughs> Uh, and Greg finally that's one of Adam Sandler's kids Greggy finally succeeds in asking out one of his like crushes from high school or whatever at like a fair or something I she's a mannequin fucking care <laughs> she's just a person who stands there to be pretty yes. pretty much it's the, the that's the, it you familiar with the sexy lamp yes test oh yeah, yeah. entirely can you, can you replace a... this character with a lamp yeah, yeah. there that's, you go that's exactly what she is and yeah. then he says oh did you go out me tonight yeah, sure. He, like, he employ why? he employs Adam Sandler's patented three step method of being a fucking creep. We find out later she doesn't even know his name. Exactly. Christ. Roxanne tells Lenny that she's pregnant. Oh my god! What revelation? What a twist! Hot top. By the way, this is the moment. By the way, we're like it's nearly over. Matt, when it's nearly over, yeah. like, what? <laughs> I've got like six lines left. <laughs> doesn't sound like it, does it, folks? Nope. Sounds like it's just getting started, but oh boy, it's been long. Most of the town arrives for their 1980s themed party for some reason, because these people are old enough that they... They decided to throw the, the party in the morning. Everyone's yeah. here with a costume yes. in the evening. This and is the, an in one day for this entire movie. It's by hundreds the way. of people and a band. The yeah. whole... The, the, it's it's this the J. Fucking, Jill's band. The, yeah. Yeah. This fucking hoops that they leap through. So... Chris Rock, when his wife forget, when my Rudolph forgets their anniversary, yep. he's like, oh, I've got a get out of jail free card. I can have a big party. 
but my house is too small for a party, so you've got to have it. And it's like, well, then how is he using his get out, get out of jail, jail free, free card? <laughs> yeah, that's not a thing. Yeah. And your wife's going to be there. I yeah. <sighs> Anyway. Lenny realizes Roxana's not having an affair with Kyle because he's gay, and he's gay, so he sewed up a stuffed animal because that's what gay people do. Sure. And also challenges Stone Cold Steve Austin to a fight, but kind of in a, oh, what a twist. Stone Cold takes a dive to allow Lenny to save face in front of everyone for some reason. Then the fraternity crashes the party looking for the culprit of the vandalism. At which point Tim said the A plot just turned up. The, the, <laughs> the A plot just turned up and I was like, I think I literally went, that was the A plot <laughs> yeah. this whole time? Uh, Braden confesses to doing the vandalism and stuff. And then the frat boys insult the town and they're like, hey, you leave our town alone, you stupid kids. And then a bunch of adults beat up a bunch of teens in some of the least exciting choreography I've ever seen. Plus some interesting stunt work. We talked about this in the commentary as well. There's some positives in some of the stunt work. Mm. And then the rest is hot mm. fucking garbage. When someone falls over, they do nine flips and fall yeah. down a brick. <laughs> and oh, and smash through two walls. Yeah. And all this crazy we, get, shit. we get some more Taylor Lautner flips. Oh, yeah. we do. And yeah. he, he knocks Adam Sandler the fuck out. He does. Yeah. With a yeah. spinning like roundhouse kick. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's full on video game shit. It's amazing. I mean, there's a stunt earlier where uh, Nick Swordsman uh, goes, oh, presses a thing and a huge, quite quietly impressive stunt happens mm. where a raft unfurls and sends like two or three aisles in a shop. Yeah, one of these like down. instant inflate yeah. raft it's like, things. That looks pretty yeah. an actual like, you know, real stunt. Yeah. Uh, it's fucking nothing. It's nonsense. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, it comes out of literally nowhere yeah. and it, has no consequences. Exactly. If yeah. they left the camera rolling and then someone goes, oh, oh I'm Johnny Knoxville welcome to Jackass. Yeah. I'd be like, yes, it's fine. But it's not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, the fight happens and eventually they the, the deer returns, the other A plot oh, returns. And they're able to chase away the frat boys with the deer. The deer the, takes out Taylor Lautner. The, the deer, deer takes does. out Taylor Lautner because of the cuddly toy thing and yeah. the whole like, oh, we can tempt set up and resolve. Sure. It's the fact that it's like poetry. It chewing his nuts, and that's I guess frat boys' fear, Um, because they're not real men who know how to hunt a deer. So they're like, "Oh no!" and they scramble. Yeah. Oh, and the cops are there. Probably. Yeah, the cops are there, and also beating up the kids, skiing on the roof and shooting guns. Shooting guns. Yeah. One of them is played by Shaquille O'Neal. Jesus Christ! Sounds like I'm making that up, doesn't it? I promise I'm not. He breaks out of a dollhouse. Last, last few seconds. Yeah, let's uh, let's do this. Afterwards, the friends enjoy a meal at Eric's mum's house for some reason, reminiscing about their childhood together. Eric's mum reassures Lenny about the new baby, and Lenny returns home to Roxanne, and they reconcile, looking forward to growing their family. Pointless wrap-up bollocks. No, grown-ups three. But no reason there shouldn't be, because it made a fuck ton of money. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, nobody learned anything from any of these films and I guess they're having a baby in their 40s? Yeah, they make a whole point about how when the kid graduates, he'll be 64, I think. Yeah. Um, Jesus. Which, you know... That's the millennial experience of having kids. It's 
like I'm sure there are people listening to that, and obviously we interrupt as we go through to comment on stuff, <laughs> who are going to be like, I did not follow that at all. That is the experience of watching Grown Ups. <laughs> I say I Absolutely. didn't. I didn't follow it last night when I watched it. The, it's a fucking mess. The first one has the barest skeleton of a structure, which is that they've reunited for the f- first time in a while. The coach is dead. They're reminiscing about their old days, and they're all trying to reconnect with their family. Yeah. This one is just, let's put them all together, and who's got ideas for a thing? Stuff just keeps happening. We drive oh, a school bus for some reason. Oh, we should put Great. David uh, David Spade in a in a big wheel and roll it through town. Seriously. Right. And have it p- go past all the secondary characters. Love it. It literally does that, by the way. It looks like some mad, like, cameo nonsense. It's like the start of The Simpsons. It really is. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of like Free Guy, <laughs> in the sense that these people are video game characters played by real people and everyone else of the town is an, an, an irrelevant NPC. Mm. So you can carry on like you're in fucking GTA and do mad shit. Yeah. It has no consequence. Yeah. Nothing has consequence. And then a deer turns up. Yeah. And then you punch a child in the face. No consequence because <laughs> it's your playground because you are rich old men. Yeah. That's it. Yep. Even though That's they established it. that David Spade's character works part-time at a go-kart place. Yeah. And he's the only one who seems to get any respect for his job, even though all of the jobs change between the two movies. Yeah. And there's essentially, for want of a better phrase, no continuity, as little mm. that you would expect between comedy movies. But, like, take, like, Meet the Parents, for example. You at least go meet the parents, meet the fuckers. You can like, watch them in sequence. You can see yeah. them all growing up and then having more babies mm. and whatever, like... I hate to say there's character development to meet the parents to meet the fuckers, but like characters' opinions change and shift and stuff. Mm-hmm. But fuck me, these characters, they don't grow. They just arbitrarily change between films. It's because they barely have characters. Well, exactly, yeah. yeah. As a Adam, parallel from a similar time, Horrible Bosses came out around this time and Horrible oh, Bosses too. Yeah. Uh, another waste of potential. I think there's a lot of shaky actors now, but... The characters in the first one and the second one are the same fucking characters. Mm. Everything flows like a natural sequel progression. Yeah. It makes sense. This is very much just another Adam Sandler film. It just happens to have the name of the one that came before yeah. it. It's it's such a fucking lazy. Yeah. Like Sandler, James and Rock have no characters. They're just playing a Adam Sandler type, a Kevin James type and a Chris Rock type. Yeah, absolutely. Um Spade at least has personality traits, oh. as as does fucking Schneider in the first film. They're objectionable, awful people, but there is they have some kind of established character. And then in the second film, they throw fifty percent of that out the window and just in, smush the two characters together for David Spade to play. Yeah, it's, none it's of, very weird. None of the wives have any personality traits particularly. They're hot and nagging. Yeah, that's it. Uh, they're, they're hot, but. Like in the sense that aesthetically, you know, it's like it's fucking these actors are, 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 are genuinely talented, amazing, funny, wonderful people mm. and attractive. But at the same time, but for these guys, they're like, yeah, they're just our wives. Yeah. It's like, I want, I want that 20 year old. <sighs> yeah. Which is obviously horrifying yeah. uh, and creepy and weird. Um, but it's that bizarre. Um, oh, that's the phrase I'm looking for here. Um, aspirational uh, living, yeah, yeah. where you're like, I don't have to try, and they'll stick with me no matter what. Mm. It's like, 
Is that how this works? Yeah. Then they, you know, nag me and get into a fight over nothing because mm. you know how they be. It's like, sure. And I'm dreading the Rotten Tomatoes because the money is depressing enough. The amount of money that these films have made. But particularly when we get to audience score, because these are shockingly bad films. Yes. The first one is terrible, and the second one is beyond terrible. Mm -hmm. I guess you should probably fix it then, Tim. I should probably try. Good fucking luck, sir. This week we are sponsored, as we are so often, by Audible. Audible is the internet's premier audio service for listening to audiobooks, podcasts, guided meditation, guided fitness, anything that you can stick in your ears, you will find on audible.com. We uh, like to give a recommendation when we recommend Audible because they've got thousands upon thousands hundreds of, of thousands some people might say yes. Tim. hundreds seven of million it's not that many uh books etc for you to enjoy so we'd like to give you a little guidance and uh this week we're dealing with some snl alum uh-huh. and mm. so i thought i'd recommend yes please by amy polar oh nice or if has the book it's good it's yeah. it is a good book um it's a kind of a autobiographical but also kind of essays and stuff like that uh, and she's a funny woman, and it's a very funny book. Unlike grown-ups and grown-ups too. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and you can listen to her narrate that uh, herself on Audible, and if you wanted to listen to that, you can get it for free going to audibletrial.com slash sequel, and there you can sign up and get a free audiobook of your choice and a free month's membership into Audible's services. Uh, and you, even if you decide not to continue after that month, you keep that book for free. Yep. Brilliant. Uh, so, yeah, we recommend Yes, Please by Amy Poehler, but you could, you could get whatever you want. Anything. And there's so much on there. Yeah. Absolutely. It is a fantastic service. You can listen to us on there, should you so wish. You and could be listening to us on there. Right now. Maybe you are. Hi. But even if you're not, check out audibletrial.com slash sequel for a month free on Audible and a free audio book. So this week it's my job to uh, deliver, I guess, the Rotten Tomatoes scores. Christ. I have some predictions before we even get started. Go ahead, go ahead. Critic scores will be very low. Maybe not low enough, as we will get on to, because mm-hmm. I don't know if they could be low enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Audience scores will be... Ooh, let me put a ballpark number on this. 30 to 40% higher than the critic scores, at least. Mm. Tim, how are you feeling about this? But, uh, yeah, I think that's accurate. I think it's going to be depressing... Uh, the degree to which people like these films because as we said Mm -hmm. they made a huge amount of money and I don't understand it (laughs) how much of the audience that is as we described earlier like oh middle America according to producers and movie movie studio people Mm. are also the people that review stuff on Rotten Tomatoes that, that, is, is, that, that is the question that for is me. That is a good thing. Yeah. 
I think if you go out of your way to review this, mm. you're you're either hating it or happen to be in that weird Venn diagram of middle America and people who actively use Rotten Tomatoes. Mm, but we sure. we have seen consistently mad shit. We've you know we've yeah. done we've <laughs> done our Paul Blarts, we've done our Sex and the Cities, and they've all had that far higher than they should be on audience. Cowards score. and idiots speak the loudest. Lest we forget. Jay and Silent Bob reboot uh, with 93% from the audience. Matthew Stockton, never forget. Hashtag never forget. I can't forget. I know, because I keep reminding you every couple of weeks. I know. <laughs> and every time it hits me like a fucking yeah. wrecking ball. Yeah. Do you know what I found out Uh-oh. the other day? No, uh, I don't, Tim. We often discuss... Blade 2. We do. 59%. 57. Uh, 57. Yeah. I apologise. Abysmally low. <laughs> Locked in there. Jack's got it. Uh, the reason I got it right, because uh, I thought it, I thought I saw another film that had exactly the same score. Mm. This one had 59%. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a film I rewatched recently. Mm-hmm. A Knight's Tale. No. Which should be what the so shit? much higher. That's high 80s. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Absolutely now Blade 2, by the way, it's 57. <laughs> Audience score of 68 as well. It's just it's not enough. Just heartbreaking. Anyway. Okay. There are two films, <sighs> but there aren't. There are three films. Oh, no. Matthew. Oh, no. Don't you're, tie. Do, you're doing a Tim. Don't want to tie. That's true. That's fair. That's all we wanted to achieve here. Yeah. What on earth is the third one? I will tell you the films. Okay. 2010's Grown Ups. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. 2013's Grown Ups 2. Mm hmm. 1989's Going Overboard. <laughs> now, this is an inside joke because when we started the uh, setup with the preamble for the recording of the commentary last night, um, I said about, uh, I said Overboard, I remember I was going overboard. Like, oh yeah, yeah. It's Adam Sandler's debut movie. He was 23 years old. It was 1989. Uh, you guys haven't seen it. No. Big piece of shit. Yeah. You saw the trailer. It was yep. enough to make you realize it was a horrifying yeah. 4 yeah. 3 made for TV fucking nightmare of a film. Yeah. And that interestingly, that trailer referenced Happy Gilmore and Saturday Night Live, even though that film was made before he was on those things, but they released it much later. Yeah. And that trailer was from much later. Yeah, once Billy Madison you, came out and he was a thing, it was you like... You know him from Billy Madison and Saturday yeah. Night Live. It's Adam Sandler on a sh- cruise ship or something. Now let's have a sequence of gratuitous uh, montage of hot girls. He it's literally like, says, like, ugh. yeah, a montage of hot women or something, and then mm. that happens. Anyway. Anyway. Fucking hell. So, stop with you, Tim. Okay. Grown ups. Oh. It should be low. It's got to be low. It has but I, low. I don't know how much I trust critics, critics anymore either. Critics hate this shit, right? Right, Matthew? They should. I'm not saying shit. Oh. Did you review any of these on red, the redrighthand.co.uk, by the way? No, actually, I didn't. Interesting. I, didn't re- I was going to review Grown Ups. bring the shame. I think I was reviewing so many other things at the time. I was like, eh. Yeah. I wasn't high on the old priority list. <laughs> Weird enough. Yeah. Funny that. I think <laughs> I think the first one is going to garner enough three out of fives. Uh, oh, God. Oh, God. I forgot. Here it is. That it's going to get. Mm, that's critics. That's critics. <laughs> <sighs> I'm. Oh God! Uh, I like Tim's having a Sophie's Choice moment. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. Fifty percent. Fucking hell, Tim. I th- I th- I think I think it's going to be 
depressingly high on both counts. God damn. 15 for me, please, Matt. <laughs> Fuck this shit. Okay. I, I, I think I said this last night when we did the commentary. I predicted si- like double digits for the first, obviously double digits for the first one because you're not going to get triple digits. Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> Our first, 100%. <laughs> Uh, and then single digits for the second one. That's my guess. Uh-huh. So I want. I need to start low to go <laughs> no, even I, I lower into the depths of hell. Uh, Tim, Grown Ups 2. 50%, Tim, you fucking maniac. I hate that you might be right <laughs> yeah. as well. We usually, we've said this a few times, we're usually pretty close. Yeah. We've had it so often where... The actual number is between the two of us that are saying, yeah, and it's yeah. only oh, been it's... about a ten percent gap. Yeah, kind of we're like, yeah. oh, forty-one. Uh, I don't know, fifty-two. It's forty-seven. It's yeah. like, oh my yeah. god, yeah, perfectly in between. This obviously breaks this to a degree because it's fifty and fifteen. That's quite a chasm. Yeah, it's a so, thirty-five-point yeah. gap, which is the biggest we've had in a while. In a while. Mm-hmm. And either when... either I'm a moron <laughs> or Tim is a maniac. Twenty-five <laughs> percent. Oh god, Jack. I'm going single digits. Fuck it. Uh, seven. Okay. And half. a film you haven't seen, but you've seen enough of it to know it's yeah, it shit. Like hot garbage. Tim, oh. going overboard. It's going to be one of these ones where it's got like eight That's reviews. The thing. Are we allowed to know the number of reviews? Will that give it away at all, Matthew? So here's the thing. Uh-oh. It has four reviews. Wow. Which wow. means it has no number. That being said, I've counted them and come to a percentage. Oh, okay. <laughs> interesting, interesting. So right. your options are 0, 25, 50, 75, or 100. 100 yeah. yeah, so. 25. Okay. Fuck. Yeah, that's what I was going to go for. <laughs> uh, for the sake of difference, I'll go 50. 50. Out of the four reviews. <laughs> How many reviews to, to... I guess we'll get into the stats now, obviously, with audience yes, scores yes. and all that bollocks, but I'm intrigued to see... It's an eye-watering number. Yeah, because yeah. they were so widely released and made so much money, mm-hmm. I think the numbers for the critics and even the audience score in a certain way, like I said, I'm not sure how much of that Venn diagram of people who enjoy grown-ups and people that actively I, use Rotten Tomatoes. I don't but... understand people who actively use Rotten Tomatoes Same. for Same. We're very engaged in the movie community yeah. in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Like, we do this, <laughs> you know, as a I'm fairly I'm tell you some numbers right now life. before we get to the actual numbers. Oh, no. Grown Ups reviews from critics, 171. So okay. Healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Grown Ups from the, uh, the audience, over 250,000. Fuck me. Which is as high as it goes yes, on that's the, yes. Tomatoes. Uh, the sequel, oh, uh, God. Audience, sorry, uh, critics, uh, 116 reviews. Okay. The usual drop of like, mm-hmm. I'm yeah, not yeah, that second yeah. one. Fuck that. Yeah. A hundred thousand, over a hundred thousand reviews. That's in the still yeah. a lot. So it's still tons of people going, whatever they want to say. God. Yeah. Numbers time. Yes. Oh, uh, uh, let's not worry about who's won or lost because it's close. No. Oh. Technically. Sort of how far our numbers apart were. I know. <laughs> Grown Ups won. Tim said 50. Jack said 15. You both highballed it, boys. What? Yes. Humanity is redeemed. Critics? 11. Yes. Wow. Yes. I think I've got this one, Tim. Yeah, I think, yes. Because <laughs> there's no way the second one is scoring higher. Surely not, Matthew. Uh, Surely not, Matthew. Uh, uh, audience score. Oh, no. 62. Wait. Fuck off. Fuck <laughs> <it>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
it was even more. It was a fifty percent disparity between yep. those. When two you guys were saying thirty, I thought you guys have no. Fucking <laughs> hell. Yep. We highballed that number and lowballed the audience. Yep. Fucking hell. Grown ups too. Uh, Tim said twenty-five. Jack said seven. The answer is, in fact, eight. Eight. Pretty much now that yeah. Very that, nice. Yeah. So done. eleven uh, to eight, and I'm like. That slide is not enough. No, okay. these Agreed. are both zeros. Agreed. I'm please. I not. I'm not hugely competitive. Don't particularly care about the fact that I won. I care far more that the fact that those numbers are as low as they are. Yeah. Yes. And not as high as we worried they were going to be. Yeah. Basically. The only reason I went high is because I. You have no faith in me. Exactly. <laughs> Understandable, man. I agree with you, Tim. Uh, there was that horrible moment where I went like. Oh no, Tim might be right. Yeah. <laughs> this is a, a a positive review. Oh no, from uh, of Grown Ups Two. From Grown Ups Two. Oh. Grown Ups Two won't please a good majority of the critics. Correct. But it's not a film for the film. Oh, oh fuck uh, off! <laughs> <laughs> it's a switch your brain off and just enjoy it kind yeah. of movie. It's not terribly deep. This is a different review. It's not terribly deep and insightful as moments in the way, way back are. Don't bring that film up in this conversation. But Grown Ups 2 is comfortable and at times genuinely hilarious. And they just scroll through a lot of shit. A lot of negative reviews. If you're listening to me grunting in the corner, I'm basically eating my own hand. Then you still scrolling. Sandler and his pals are in the enviable position of having the muscle to do the thing for fun and profit. <laughs> That's not a sentence written by a human. Nope. Humans do things for fun and stuff. Like, what? And then we circle back to some of the gags are childish. Some of the gags are childish. But really, isn't that why you go to a movie like this in the first place? I know that's why you do. Kill me now. Yeah, that's that's the level of shit we're talking about in positive. Hang Fucking on. hell. Oh, this is from Detroit News. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Four out of five. Wow. Fun. Friendship, family, uh, and breasts. Sometimes that's oh, all you need. Oh my god. <laughs> oh god. Adam Graham, what the fuck, man? You are We're a calling friend. you out. Adam Graham, what whoever you may be. Sorry. Anyway, back to the game. Um, what about going overboard? Going overboard Andy? is a zero. No good oh, reviews. Oh, wow. Uh, and audience score, 11. <laughs> <laughs> no one like that. And to be fair, you're, you're absolutely right. The difference is one's much more shiny in yes, terms of the fact yeah. that it's a better thing uh, quality-wise. But yeah. um, it really me. Watching that trailer... Uh, it is remarkable how little Adam sat for all the talk earlier of like, oh, he did, you know, he had good earlier ones and then he mm -hmm. like started doing the shittier ones, but then oh, he comes back and he does some interesting turns out roles. He started off shit as well. It, it turns out he has not changed at all since <laughs> nope. the very beginning. No, he turned up and and he did the thing whereby, oh, by the way, uh, two points to Jack, one point to Tim, well done, Jack. Mm -hmm. yeah. Adam Sandler turned up and had the thing where he peaked early, where he was patted on the head and Lorne Michaels obviously gave him the job on SNL and things, yeah. and he was like, this works, man. All, this all, that's, all that's changed, changed nothing is he's become more and more insulated from regular people. Yes, that's literally it. Um, uh, maddening. Just maddening. Anyway, that's where we are. Tim, Godspeed. I mean, the only way is up, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to sound insulting. I mean, we said this about like a few other things in 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 the um, 
not just this season, but other seasons, it's a question of like, anything you do will be coherent because it will be an anathema to you to do anything that isn't. So you'll be like, <laughs> so be like, yeah, you win. <laughs> Just make a three out of five film, Tim. That's all yeah, I need. Yeah. Um, the problem is, how do you do that? It, the problem is giving it too much heart or too much <laughs> sense or too much anything. Yeah. What, and juggling what, all those fucking. So is it fun, family, and breasts? That's what you need. Almost all you need. It's almost all you need. Seriously, Adam Graham, what the fuck? <laughs> right. Good lord. So. What is the plan, Mr. Mayton? Where are we going? What's happening? The plan is a film called Grown Ups 2. Thank- okay. Fine Com- by me. Coming out in the year 2013. Oh! Oh! No Schneider. Oh, the, no. What one of the only reasons that I maintained that <laughs> year. Because <laughs> he's make sure... anti-vax ass can get in the fucking bin. Fuck Absolutely. Schneider. Get in the sea, Rob Schneider. You can fuck off. <laughs> Shut up. Only, only time. And again, I've always maintained this. We always bring this up. There is always one movie or one example of a performance where every actor has a moment to go, you know what? That film. And it's, you know, maybe it's their shtick and that one work, works well. Mm. And Rob Schneider's as Demolition Man. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> after that after that year, before that year, and around that year as well. <laughs> Literally anything Dog else. Shit. Yeah. But in that moment... For, for those six weeks. Yeah. Him getting berated by uh, Stallone. Yes. Love Good it. Lord. Yeah. So, same, same title, same year. Okay. 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 Different director. Oh. Very interesting. Yes. Good. I've gone with someone... Sandler has people who he works with on the regular. Yep. Dennis Duggan has done a bunch of his films. Yeah, yeah. I've gone with someone who is kind of in his orbit, but is not someone that he has worked with before. Right, okay. Okay. I I wonder where I... Instantly, I would go down a similar route, I think, for a similar reason. You're essentially trying to wrest some of the power from the Sandler crew. Exactly. And and, <laughs> and do something someone who, this is not, once I say that, it's not someone who is an auteur, but someone who just has Christopher Nolan. A, li- yeah. a little bit more visual style, a little bit more, to my mind, yeah, yeah. sense of energy and... Better wins. Yeah. Okay. So I've gone for Nicholas Stoller. Oh, oh shit! Forgetting Delated. Sarah Marshall guy. Forgetting Sarah Marshall, yeah. getting to the Greek, and would have just done the five-year engagement at this point. Uh, okay, yeah. Goes on to do Bad Neighbors, also known as Neighbors, yep. in certain yeah. places, yep. and the sequel, uh, Stalks, the animated film, and uh, Bros, which just came out. The Billy oh, Eichner. Yeah. So he's he's Avatar adjacent. Yes. Yeah. And because of funny people and stuff, that kind of makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Santa would have like, yeah, okay. I tried to explain yeah, I like Ta- Taylor Lautner's character to my wife yesterday. And she was like, what? Like, he's an annoying frat boy that mm. picks on like loser adults. And she's like, isn't that just Zac Efron from Neighbours? I'm like, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. But much worse. Mm. And he's the best thing about that movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, Tim, Tim, that's a really good shout. Yeah, because good shout, mate. You're definitely. Right. I mean, I know you you like getting Sarah Marshall. I, I really like getting to the Greek. So mm. I'm like, there's a level fine. of gross out silly humor there. Yeah. Mm. But I mean, to be fair, obviously they're aimed at an older audience, but mm. still, like, yeah, I could see this working. Mm. It's the tone mm. that makes sense. Yeah. 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 But mm. a little bit more heart and a little bit more breath. Sense. <laughs> <laughs> what Jack and Matt look for in films. 
I mean, <laughs> the critic, the audience, <laughs> little, little column A, little column B. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, right, prepare yourself. Returning cast. Oh fucking hell! I've broken this down by families in the writing, Christ. just as a way to keep track of it. It's like it's a fucking godfather. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to interrupt. Just go ahead, Tim. The, Cor- so, the Corleone family. <laughs> we have the Fader family. Yeah, Lenny Fader, played by Adam Sandler. Roxanne Chase Fader, played by Salma Hayek. Greg Fader, played by Jake Goldberg. Keithy Fader, played by Cameron Boyce, who sadly passed away really young. He did, yeah. Oh, um, shit. He was only like 20 or something. Um, and Becky Fader, played by Alexis Nicole Sanchez. Cool. One one moment I did praise when we were doing the commentary is that Grown Ups 2, all the kids come back. Yes. Um, yes. And it recasting. would have been so easily to recast them and not given a fuck, but I will give them props for that at, at the very least. So yeah, the Fader family, the same as in the first film. Cool. The Lamansoff family. Eric Lamansoff, Kevin James, Sally Lamansoff, Maria Bello, Donna Lamansoff, Ada Nicole Sanger, and Bean Lamansoff, once again played by twins Frank and Morgan Gingrich or Gingrich, maybe. Gingrich, yeah. Yeah. Ugh, Newt Gingrich. Yeah. <laughs> no relation? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, the McKenzie family. We have Kurt McKenzie, played by Chris Rock. Deanne McKenzie, played by Maya Rudolph. Andre McKenzie, played by uh, Najee Jeta. Charlotte McKenzie, played by China Ann McLean. And uh, Mama Ronzoni, coming back, uh, played by Ebony Joanne. I forgot about Mama in my synopses. Yes. Because she doesn't <sighs> fucking matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Not that any of it matters, don't get me yeah. wrong. But yeah. Uh, and also returning, we have... Marcus Higgins, played by David Spade. Okay. Dickie Bailey, played by Colin Quinn. Oh, Dickie's back. Wiley, played by Steve Buscemi. Oh, yeah. Malcolm, played by Tim Meadows. And Robert O, played by Jonathan Loughran. Okay. The crew is back. The crew is back. Okay, yeah. Not just the main crew, but also the supplementary. The the, the tertiary crew. Yeah. I've also got some casting that I've carried over from Grown Ups 2. Oh, interesting. Which okay. we will get to as I go through the main, new cast. Okay. But uh, playing different characters for the most part. Right, right, right. There's one that I've retained completely. But Is it Chris Rock's kid? Oh, I have not. They do have another, a third child. I have not cast that third child. It would be the same kid. Probably. Because yeah. she's, uh, Myra Rudolph's pregnant in the first film. Yes. yes. And then they have another baby. Yeah, there you go. It's a it's a child. It doesn't matter. It's a baby. Yeah, little. Not even a child actor. A toddler actor. Toddler. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. It does poops and stuff. It doesn't matter. Just shakes around and goes, and then does a Michael Jackson dance. Bites people. Bites bites people. That's the whole thing. Yes. That kid is a weirdly integral part of that second movie. (laughs) It does a lot of biting and a lot of shitting. It's true. And then sets up the whole anniversary thing. Like that kid is pretty integral to. To the to the labyrinthine plot of yeah. Grown Ups 2. <laughs> to the com- complex machinations of yep. Grown Ups 2. Little do we know, that kid sent the deer in. <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry, yes, so. We see him toddling away from the party and his limp slowly goes away. <laughs> wow. Um, Brilliant. <laughs> right, so, new cast. As Richie Cochran, I have Jay Moore. Okay. Uh, another Saturday Night Live yes. alum was also in Jerry Maguire. Go uh, was the main character in the sitcom Gary Unmarried. Weirdly, is in the um, Clint Eastwood uh, film Hereafter with oh, uh, yeah. um, 
Matt Damon. Yes. Uh, this same year, he's in The Incredible Burt Wonderstone. Oh, yeah. Uh, goes on to be in some other terrible TV movies, mostly focuses on stand-up. I think he's had various podcasts and stuff like that. Haven't they all? <laughs> uh, as Hank Earnshaw, Henry Winkler. Ah. Very Sandler. And Earnshaw Earn- is the person who owns the lake house. Because they mentioned like renting Earnshaw's. Correct. Yeah, yeah. You retain I that. know the law. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's pushed something else out of my brain. <laughs> Goodbye, I'm in my 30s. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Happy Days uh, worked with Sandler on The Waterboy, Little Nicky. Little Nicky, yeah. Uh, was in Arrested Development as a, a great role. Also in Kevin James's Here Comes the Boom he around this time. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I've seen. After this, uh, teams with Sandler again for Sandy Wexler uh, and is currently in Barry uh, on HBO and is mm. fantastic in that. Yes, I've heard great things mm. about that. 2013, yeah, around the time he met me. <laughs> His real claim to fame. Yeah, MCM and everyone was setting up and we said, hey man. He said, hey, took a picture. Wow. There you go, carry on. Stuff. I thought it was important to put it in and his, then, and uh, his... And then you covered him with bees. Covered him in bees. Not the bees. He appreciated it. Sorry, Henry. <laughs> As Officer Duffy, Shaquille O'Neal. Yes! God damn. The real star of the show. Star of Kazam, Good Burger, Steel, also in Jack and Jill. Yeah. Is he really? Yeah. Me? Obviously was in Grown Ups 2. Goes on to do more stuff with uh, Sandler, yeah. Blended. Uh, Hubie Halloween uh, and is in the cinematic masterpiece that is Uncle Drew. <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal looks like he's actually having fun and is competent enough on screen yeah. it, that he doesn't feel clumsy and awkward yeah. any more than any other fucking I mean, I mean, film. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that he's yeah. a nine so foot like, tall dude. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I mean, he still pulls a gun on everybody. He's fucking mm. psycho, but still, yeah. it's like, yeah. As Mondo Wilson, good name, Andy Samberg. Oh, there we go. There we go. Another SNL yep. alum. Uh, Hot Rod uh, starred with Sandler in That's My Boy around this period yeah, as well. Of course, yeah. Obviously goes on to do Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, was in Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. When was that? 2021? Yeah, 2020. Uh, pop yeah. star Never Stop. Yeah. Ne- stop never Stop Never, never Stopping. stopping yeah. mm-hmm. Underrated masterpiece. Eh. I really like pop star. It's pr- It's pretty good. Um, As Mrs. Lamansoff, uh, this is the role that I have not recast, uh, Georgia Engel. Oh right, uh, she's Kevin fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a veteran of TV. She was in the Mary Tyler Moore Show when she was younger. She was on Everybody Loves Raymond. Um, she was on Hot in Cleveland around this time. Also does voices in Open Season One through Three. Mm, everybody's favorite animated trilogy. Yeah, it's like Madagascar, but, but sh- sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's what but they tell America. themselves. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as Rhonda, I have Laurie Metcalf. Oh, nice. Uh, obviously famous from Roseanne, was in Uncle Buck, Scream 2, mm. uh, was in The Big Bang Theory as Sheldon's mum around this period, goes on to be in Lady Bird, mm-hmm. great role in that, uh, yeah, yeah. and is in The Connors, which is what Roseanne has turned into once Roseanne went off the deep end. Oh, yeah, fucking hell. Uh, as Marcus Cochran, I have Zachary Gordon. Uh, who is a teenage actor at this point, mm-hmm. has done worked since he was like eight. He was in National Treasure Book of Secrets in a small role. Wow. Uh, he plays one of the main characters when they're young in The Brothers Bloom, oh. uh, a film I really like. Yeah. Uh, mainly is best known, uh, especially around this time, for Diary of a Wimpy Kid oh. as one of the roles in that. He's okay. in the first three of them. 
Uh, also in the Incredible Burt Wonderstone this year. Christ. <laughs> uh, goes on to did be. Did you in... recently watch the Incredible Burt <laughs> Wonderstone? Did, did not. <laughs> uh, just this sinkhole passes by certain things every <laughs> yeah. now and again. There's, it's the Steve Buscemi energy that, that links them, <laughs> draws them all in. Um, goes on to be in uh, the TV show Good Trouble, and Matt will like this. Provides uh, a voice for Kingsglaive Final Fantasy Fifteen. Oh, I'll take it. Not a good film, no, nope. <laughs> but I own it. Uh, and finally, this is another person who I've retained from Grown Ups Two, but is in a different role. Uh, Wanda is played by uh, Cherry Otery. Oh, oh okay. nice! Yeah. Another SNL alum was in Liar Liar, uh, Inspector Gadget, the um, Matthew Broderick one. Oh God! Scary yeah. movie, Southland Tales. Does a lot of voice work after this. Um, mm. Yeah. That is the cast. Okay. Sounds sound, Tim, that's sounds a lot good. of people. It's a lot of people. I mean, but a I, lot of them show right. up for short. Bursts. Oh, I, I absolutely assume so. It's absolutely right for this kind of film. I think it's a point of, of uh, a, a desperate point of uh, sympathy from me. Mm. I would say like, call for help there, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Tim, I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm I we need an intervention. I have, I have no idea what this pitch is going to be like. I really don't. We talk about this a few times. Do you stick to the close one and try and fix it? Or do you burn it to the ground? You have to burn it to the ground because there's no story. Even if you have like elements of it, which Tim might salvage things, you have to put a story in it. It's like, <laughs> it's like saying, here, can you dream with, with this? It's like, with what? With this, this roadkill. It's like, well, I mean, I can, but it won't look like the animal it was previously because I don't know what that was. That's yeah. nothing. That's that's mush. You're asking taxidermy this roadkill for me. You're like, uh. that's what we're doing right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can you put a spine in and make a form out of this? No, but I'll, I'll try. And then you pull out an actual stuffed animal. Wow, <laughs> you did it. It's like, sure. Ends up looking like that taxidermy weasel from the meme. <laughs> <laughs> Hands out. <laughs> what? Like Tim. Uh. Anyway, yeah. entrancing. I'll tell you, yeah. Uh, and as always, it's probably worth, because it's such a sprawling cast, worth reminding people if you are a Patreon supporter, yes. you can go and find the full pitch for this film. It will go up the day after we release this to Patreon. Yeah, uh, it goes business. up to Patreon. The episode goes up on the Friday. The full pitch goes up on the Saturday following. So you can read along. And we also are very nice and include IMDb links for everybody as well. Yeah. So you could basically scroll through the cast and be like, I remember Tim said he was from that thing, or oh yeah, she was in that thing. You, can click you imagine like, oh, yeah. someone's like mm, Patreon, not for me, and say like, okay, fair enough, no problem. If you can't afford it, no, 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 I could afford it. It's just not for me. Oh, okay, fair enough then. All that early access and all the extra content and all <laughs> things, I'm not for me, not for me. But I would like to read along <laughs> with this Cronops two pitch. Uh, and you know, what? people are out there like that. I've so. heard a few people talk about reading along before. Oh, I don't. Sh- I'm not saying this. It's the Cronops two specifically. <laughs> That's what gets me. Yeah. Anyway. I, need, I need to pay to look up the career of <laughs> I'm Georgia gonna, Engel. <laughs> I'm going to teach my child to read using this Cronops <laughs> two pitch. Christ. Anyway, right. let's get stuck in. Whenever John. you're ready, Tim. We rejoin the Fader family. In Los Angeles. Whoa. Continuity, Already. baby. The roadkill is different. <laughs> With Lenny driving the kids uh, to the final day of school before summer break. Uh-oh. The kids are excited about returning to Dover. I'm actually naming the town in this one. Oh, they're not in... Oh. New England. Yeah. <laughs> Where, where's... Redacted. What state is Dover in? 
so there is a Dover, Massachusetts. Most of the film was filmed in Massachusetts. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Um, but also Dover is one of the most common town names in America. So I was like, it's still oh, fairly shit. ambiguous. Of course it is. Nice. It's like up there with Springfield and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, they're excited about returning and seeing the other families, but Lenny is becoming increasingly stressed out due to the awful traffic and an impending meeting that he is running late for. Whoa, 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 whoa. Does he have a job now, Tim? He does. Oh my god. Where's the deer piss? Not, not only that. There's <laughs> <laughs> a distinct lack of deer piss. This is how the producers <laughs> probably saw the film. Where's the deer piss? <laughs> Start again. <laughs> That's how that opening scene was written. At like, I've already got one piece of feedback for you. Not enough deer piss. <laughs> that deer better come back at the end as well. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, um, sorry. Greg is eager to get his learner's permit, but Lenny is worried about letting him drive due to the terrible motorists that he witnesses. Fair. Can agree with that. Make sure we get some Adam Sandler road rage going on. And... Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get off the fucking road. <laughs> In the fucking road. <laughs> shifted immediately. <laughs> I'll cut your fucking eyes out and stab you. It's like, what? Yeah. It's like... <laughs> Whatever the family if he looks exactly like his character from Uncut Gems. Yeah, as well. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Cut off so. his mind. Yeah. Anyway, Karen, sorry. After dropping off the kids, Lenny arrives at work to find that his new business partner, Mondo, that is Andy Zamberg's character, yeah. has refitted the office while Lenny was at meetings in New York. And the office is now a super modern, open plan space that Lenny hates. I can see Zamberg leaning into this with a yeah. whole. <laughs> Baby Lenny back from the New York community. But it's like, yeah, I could that. Yeah. Oh, oh, right. yeah. oh my God. Yeah. I'm both, I'm both tired, but at the same time, like, <laughs> it fits. Yeah. 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 He struggles with his new yoga ball seat. <laughs> Christ. Uh. And yells at the incredulous Mondo, who only ever seems to play table tennis, before deciding to work from home for the rest of the day. In Dover, we catch up with Eric and Kurt, who have gone into business together, running a high-end garage car detailing firm. I don't know why I said it like that, but I did. <laughs> you know, the thing that they said they were going to do at the end of the Correct. first film. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. By the way, I said garage. Like, they're Americans. Like, why didn't you say garage? It's Britain. It's <laughs> yeah, you did. No, yeah, I was having a straight there. Anyway, the company is a success. Hey. But Kurt is growing increasingly annoyed with Eric, who insists on running business decisions by his aging mother. Fucking Kevin James and his mum. Yep. The pair also employ Robodo, who spends most of his time restoring a DeLorean that he has acquired. (laughs) 80s. It it fits. It fits. Absolutely fits. fits. We also check in with Marcus, who is working at the family fun center, go-karting, mini-golf, arcade, etc. Question. Weed. Mm-hmm. Full-time or part-time? <laughs> he's a full-time employee, oh, Jack. He's, he's moving like up. Indiana Jones. Come moving. on. <laughs> part-time. Part-time. <laughs> yeah, I could absolutely hear David Spacey. Part-time. Fucking. Who would be... Can you imagine somebody on, like, Sandler's writing team to make a reference... To the Crystal Skull trailer. <laughs> to then reference that for David Spade to be at, like... At this point, it's a five-year-old reference. That's so, cool, yeah, yeah you, gotta, you gotta say, like, part-time. But, like, you know, like, part-time, you know? 
All Hard I, time. All I'm hearing is that when Harrison Ford finally retires, David Spade should replace him as Indiana Jones. Young Indiana Jesus Jones, played Christ. by then 55-year-old <laughs> David Spade. That's like the the whole uh, ad campaign for traveling to Australia with Danny McBride playing Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and also worryingly <laughs> possible. Oh, God. Anyway, he attempts to flirt with his no-nonsense boss, Rhonda, and is tormented by an obnoxious teenager who is also called Marcus. He will be very frustrated about the fact that they have the same name. I, I can see it. I can see it. Lenny arrives home to find Roxanne in the middle of an online poker game. She has sold her design label to Prada and without work to occupy her has become incredibly competitive. Lenny complains about working with Mondo, saying that he feels he's being forced out of the firm and no longer understands what actors want but a distracted Roxanne barely acknowledges him. This is just Adam's hand. This is just Adam's <laughs> life. Meta commentary, Tim. I appreciate it. That night, the various families have dinner at their respective homes. At the Fader home, Lenny, Greg, and Becky excitedly plan their activities for the holiday. But Keithy, I fucking hate the name Keithy. Keithy <laughs> Who names seems a child Keith? And calls it Keithy. Yeah. I still don't understand Keith as an American name. Oh. No. Freaks me out. It does seem so British, doesn't it? Keith. It's Keith, isn't it? Yeah. Little Keithy. Yeah. Moving on. Anyway. Keithy seems shy and awkward. At the Lamontsoff household, Sally laments that she will barely see the others due to her bakery being very busy in tourist season, and Eric tries to convince her to take the kids to work with her to help out because Kevin James is the absolute worst. <laughs> <laughs> Tim's got a nice little mood going on this one. <laughs> Listen, some Tim? of the bile had to slip out. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. I think, you got to vent a little bit. Yeah, all of us had. I think we've had a pitch each where like mood has come to the surface. What was my one? Every pitch yeah, you've most, ever done, <laughs> most of them. At the Mackenzie's house, Kurt continues to complain about Eric to Dion, uh, who is busy with their hyper energetic toddler, Ronnie. Is he there doing his little dance and shitting everywhere? Yeah, more like just is like pinballing off the walls and they ah. can't keep track of him kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Meanwhile, Andre teases Charlotte about having a crush on someone which Kurt vocally disapproves of. Of course. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's the classic, my son's going to have sex with everybody. My daughter's going to be in a cage. Exactly. Ay, ay, ay. Finally, Marcus visits an alternative medicine store run by Wanda for a bottle of herbal ointment that he uses to treat STIs. Christ. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, later that night, Roxanne apologizes to Lenny for being distracted earlier and promises not to be during their holiday. Joke. Scene change. <laughs> <laughs> Summertime. <laughs> yes! No. <laughs> Summertime. Summertime. <laughs> The next day, the various families arrive at the Earnshaw house and happily reunite. As the kids race down to the lake, the adults are greeted by Hank Earnshaw, the house's owner, who informs them that this will have to be their last year staying there. He is selling the house to a developer who is going to make it part of a luxury campground. While the three wives are saddened, but also excited at the prospect of the new camping complex, the four men are devastated to be losing a place so central to their childhoods. No change! <laughs> oh! Fucking grown men. No. It's on point, Tim. I'm, I'm not complaining it, about that. Tim, you're doing a good yeah. job, man. You're doing a good job. We get a few scenes of the families catching up with each other. 
Kurt, who doesn't get to cook as much anymore, fires up the grill and prepares a barbecue lunch while Lenny and Eric take the kids, minus Bean and Ronnie, because fucking Bean. hell. Bean. Old breastfeeding Bean, as we call him. <laughs> they take the kids kayaking, leading to some hilarious comedy business, quote unquote, <laughs> where both Lenny and Eric wind up in the water, fleeing what they think is an alligator, but it's actually just a log. I would love it if a Komodo dragon ate them. <laughs> <laughs> there is an alligator, and Kevin James is brutally murdered <laughs> on set. We see that Keithy and Charlotte clearly have crushes on each other, but are too nervous to talk, and Roxanne asks Sally and Deanne to confiscate their devices. Sorry, her devices. And Roxanne asks Sally and Deanne to confiscate her devices so she doesn't play any more poker. That evening, the families head into town for a meal at Dick, <laughs> Dick, at Dickie Bailey's new restaurant and encounter Richie Cochran. Now, to be fair, first of all, Dickie goes from just having a restaurant and doing a thing, and it's like, yeah, it makes sense, to an ice cream truck. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it, but it doesn't matter. Um, and they specifically say, you know, it's a good, like, summer job. I did Looks it. at him. Or, or whole life job. Like, well, he had a restaurant last time we checked, so he hasn't <laughs> yeah. been there his whole life. <laughs> I don't get it. That what you know? It anyway, um, yeah. So uh, encounter uh, Richie Cochran, who was in the grade below them at school and constantly attempted to break into their friendship group because uh, they are the cool kids. You see, yeah, they were a gang. Cochran is now a wealthy real estate developer. Oh, Tim. Mm-hmm. Cochran is now a wealthy real estate developer, and we learn he is the one who is buying the Earnshaw ah. house. Mm. He's, He's snubs... Lex Luthering it, if you will. Yeah. He snubs Eric, Kurt, and Marcus, but attempts to bond with Lenny, seeing him as someone who also got out of this dump. Lenny prepares to give Cochran a piece of his mind, but remembers that his children are there, and Cochran departs. Feels, again, we'll get to this later, but it feels on point. Yep. It feels like a film that's trying to say something and fits the first film already. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I know a lot of the time we have a real like in depth breakdown and stuff. We're not even at the breakdown. We're still mid pitch. <laughs> but it feels like a film that's trying to do something is the bar that grown ups are set for. <laughs> yeah. for us at this point. If you'd made this like this is a film, like honestly, really, really, really good. I mean, it's, not that sounds really rude. It's you can posi- make something that would be too good for grown ups. Yeah, it's positively too, right? yeah. formulaic in a mm. good way. It's yeah. like, yeah, this is a good version of what I'd expect. Yeah. This would be one of those like, shit, it's better than the first one. Do carry on though, Tim. Okay. <coughs> after, after dinner, the group heads to Marcus's workplace to play mini golf. Deprived of her online poker, Roxanne's competitive nature rears its head and she gets into several arguments with Eric, Greg, and Andre. Two of those. One of those is her kid. One of them's another person's kid. Uh, all of whom are terrified of her. Appropriately so. Marcus encounters Teen Marcus again, <laughs> who continues to be obnoxious. Uh, while Lenny, angry and frustrated after his encounter with Cochrane, accidentally knocks himself out when he hits a ball too hard at an obstacle. Rhonda performs first aid on Lenny and chastises Marcus for letting the families in for free and he continues to his unsuccessful attempts to flirt with her, much to the group's amusement. The next day, Lenny takes Greg and Andre out for a driving lesson, relishing the calmer New England roads, but they have multiple encounters with Officer Duffy, a gigantic traffic cop who is remarkably stealthy. (laughs) 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 Fucking hell. 
Shaq, known for his <laughs> stealth. No, I, I love that setup. That's good. Oh also, because God. in Grown Ups 2, he does spring out from behind he the does. school bus. <laughs> yeah. He is stealthy. Yeah. And seems determined to book Lenny for minor infractions. Eventually, while Lenny is attempting to demonstrate a three-point turn, he actually runs over Duffy's foot. Meanwhile, Deanne and Donna attempt to help out Sally's bakery during the busy period, but Bean and Ronnie cause chaos. Bean. You just keep laughing at the word bean. It's <laughs> all bean! <laughs> it's so dumb! It's, it's the thing of like, I assume that's a nickname, but I don't know what the child's actual name would be for bean to be the nickname. Magruder. <laughs> Fucking hell. Keith. There's only one Keith at your bean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keithy came first. We have to call this one Bean. They're different families. Doesn't matter. Yeah. How it works. only one Keith allowed. It's the one Keith rule. Yeah. yeah. This is this is the only Keith in America. <laughs> there, there can be only one. <clears throat> Keithy and Charlotte finally pluck up the courage to talk to each other, but their tentative romance is continually interrupted by Eric, Kurt, and Marcus, who are using a metal detector to attempt to find their basketball trophies, <laughs> which they buried here. When they left high school. Again, appropriate hijinks of nonsense. I, yeah. I get it, mm-hmm. yeah. Roxanne, attempting to distract herself from poker, uh, stumbles across Dickie Bailey, Wiley, and Malcolm. The three are part of a bowling team. Okay. Steve Buscemi doing bowling. We're going for a big Lebowski crossover. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Yeah. Um, Donnie didn't die after all. He came back as yeah. Wiley. They went his ashes. Yeah. Uh, the three are part of a bowling team, but have just learned that Duffy, the fourth member, can no longer play due to his injury. Oh. After, after wowing them with her bowling skills, she agrees to join them for their league championship game tomorrow. Night. But that's my wife. Yeah. She can't be a. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> She's a bowling whore. <laughs> <laughs> If we had subtitles for episodes. <laughs> Grown ups too. She's whore. a bowling whore. Christ. That uh, evening, Mrs. Lamansoff looks after the kids at her house, which is a weird shrine to young Eric. No. While the adults have a raucous evening, cue terrible soundtrack selections that Adam Sandler insists on including. <laughs> After running out of booze, Eric and Kurt search the house for more alcohol, and Eric ends up drinking Marcus's STI ointment. Oh, that Again, it's good because it's absolutely on par for this franchise. <laughs> it's good. It's it terrible. made me go, fuck's sake, in my <laughs> head. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, the men decide to sneak back into the family fun centre and drive the go-karts. They accidentally drive out onto the actual roads and crash into a hot dog stand belonging to Wiley, who narrowly avoids another injury. Having returned the go-karts to the family fun centre, the group encounters Cochrane again, this time with his son, the teenager who has been tormenting Marcus. But of course... Dun, dun, dun. Cochrane mocks the drunken quartet, saying that once his development is complete... Losers like them won't be able to afford to live here anymore, let alone visit his luxury complex. He then singles out Lenny, saying that he always used to look up to him and thought they were on the same wavelength, but now he realises that Lenny is no better than the rest of these small town chumps. Lenny and Eric both go to punch Cochrane, but drunkenly collide, hitting only each other, and Cochrane and his son drive off. The four men drunkenly sit in the town square, complaining about Cochrane, or in Marcus's case, his annoying son. (laughs) 
when Lenny grows extremely agitated, saying that Cochrane thinks he's too good for his hometown. Eric angrily points out that Lenny can hardly complain. He also got out of town as soon as he could. Again, we're at that point where they all have a little fight hey, with each you other. you can't complain, Hollywood. <laughs> you got out of here as soon as you tried to... I'm not yeah. fat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the joke is he is fat. No, they're like, he's like, I'm not fat. And the bench is sitting on with break. And he goes, right. I'm not... I'm not that fat. Man. That was an old bench. Yeah, old bench. Uh, this is brand new. Next scene. Uh, um, anyway, so... <laughs> scene gun. Uh, he also goes to town as soon as he could and only comes back to relive his glory days of being 12. Uh, Lenny is taken aback and the others leave, getting a lift back to the lake from Malcolm. As he walks back to the lake house, Lenny encounters Dickie Bailey closing up his restaurant and the two discuss the changes the town has seen. Dickie notes that, while the town is different every time Lenny returns, the people who actually live here get to watch it change and fight to preserve the things that they love about it. That, again, is that moment of nuance of things actually be meaning in the film. Yep. Careful, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> he then asks Lenny if he's actually happy in Los Angeles, and Lenny admits that he's grown to hate his job, and his family always seem happier here. I definitely read that as grown to hate his family and grown to hate his job and his family. Yeah. <laughs> Always seem to be happy. Yeah. Returning to the Earnshaw house, Lenny goes down to the lake to think and in the darkness trips over something. He discovers the cache of basketball trophies that the others were searching for and remembers their youth together. We give the actors who played the younger versions in the first film back for some flashbacks and stuff. It's actually surprisingly accurate casting for young mm. The young crew, Feels about right. the grown yeah. ups, and stuff. Mostly Rob hair. Schneider's character is mysteriously absent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, what, what a good point. Roxanne appears, having been searching for him, and the two discuss their lives in Los Angeles and whether they'd be happier in Dover. The next morning, Lenny is nowhere to be seen. Sally returns to work at the bakery and is quickly overwhelmed until Roxanne arrives with the kids, putting them to work in a highly organized system. Eric and Kurt stop by their garage, not garage, 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 to check in on some work and find Miss Lamonsoff there, apparently doing the accounts. Eric is delighted, but Kurt decides this is the last straw and calls in his big gun, his mother-in-law, Mama Ronzoni. Mama's here. Kurt prepares for the two mothers to argue. But instead, Mama Ronzoni lays into both Kurt and Eric, telling them they need to talk to each other if they want their business to work. Mrs. Lamonsoff, who had no idea she'd been causing problems, reveals she's only been hanging around the garage so much because she and Robidoux are secretly lovers. Oh my god. <laughs> so oh, Eric damn. and Kurt immediately fire Robidoux. <laughs> wow. After Sally's bakery is closed for the day, the families gather at Dickie Bailey's restaurant. Lenny appears and apologises to Eric, Kurt and Marcus, presenting them with the old basketball trophies and telling them he's lucky to have friends like them. Lenny and Roxanne then announce that they're going to move back to Dover and are going to try to outbid Cochrane on the Earnshaw house, preserving it as it is. Lenny has been gone all day taking care of the deals. Again, it's that classic 80s throwback of, oh no, the... The rich kids are trying to buy out the <laughs> fucking ski lodge. Nothing should ever change. <laughs> yeah. Um, the family celebrate and head to the bowling alley to watch Roxanne take part in the championship game. 
As the game progresses, Marcus finally manages to catch Teen Mark and Teen Marcus. <laughs> Marcus catching Teen Marcus definitely makes it sound like it's a Looper situation. Yeah. <laughs> and it's some kid with weird prosthetics making him look like David Spade. Oh, oh. That, that's that what... poor child. Yeah. yeah. Just basically a bad haircut, that shit beard, isn't yeah, it? Exactly, yeah. Um, as he is about to graffiti the side of the bowling alley and threatens to turn the little hooligan into the cops. Hoping to avoid the police, Teen Marcus reveals that his father is about to sign the sale papers with Hank Earnshaw, and Lenny's deal will fall through. Marcus alerts Lenny, who heads to prevent Hank from signing the papers, accompanied by Greg and Keefe. <laughs> As they speed out of town, Lenny is once again pulled over by Officer Duffy, who impounds Lenny's car and bans him from driving on trumped-up charges. Spot- I like it. Spotting Eric and Kurt's garage, the Fader boys run over and steal the keys to Robert O's DeLorean, oh my God. with Greg driving them. They manage to arrive at Hank Earnshaw's home just before he signs, and Lenny tells him that while Cochrane just wants to bleed the town dry and drive out the locals... Lenny has learned just how special his hometown is during his time away, and now he wants to help it thrive. Earnshaw agrees and decides to sell to Lenny instead, leading to a massive temper tantrum from Cochrane. The Fader boys return to the bowling alley and discover that Roxanne won the championship for the team. The families, along with the various townsfolk, townsfolk, where did I say it like that? <laughs> the families, along with the various townsfolk, all head to the Earnshaw house to celebrate. Keithy and Charlotte share an innocent first kiss, which is quickly interrupted by an outraged Kurt, while Marcus tells Rhonda that he quits the family fun centre and will help instead help Lenny run the Earnshaw house as a B&B. Hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Realising that he is no longer an employee, Rhonda suddenly grabs and kisses a delighted Marcus. Oh. God damn. Sally asks Roxanne to help her run the bakery, which Roxanne readily agrees to, realizing she needs something to channel her energy into, her fiery, passionate (laughs) Latina energy. As the party continues in the background, Lenny, Eric, Kurt and Marcus assemble on the dock, each holding their old basketball trophy. They toast their friendship as fireworks go off over the lake. I'm going to say something controversial. It's worse than (laughs) grown-ups No notes, because I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But in truth, it's really frustrating because that film that you've done there, Tim, is the prime example of what you did with Paul Blart 2. You have to make something akin to the first one so it doesn't feel alien and like a a fucking complete 180. Mm. But at the same time... Uh, an improvement, which it is, within the same wheelhouse. Uh, it has that heart and message that's in there, that, that very generic run-of-the-mill kind of thing you'd expect. Yeah. Small town, good. Absolutely. LA, bad. That's exactly it. It's like all these modern, newfangled ways. It's like, oh, Real fuck. estate owners, bad. Unless they're Adam Sandler, good. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> he owns it now. It's like, and how's this out of town running it different? Because he's not from here. Cochrane's from here. Shut, Shut up. up. <laughs> That building, like, he wants to tear it down. Yeah, it's probably dilapidated. Fuck it. Um, in terms of notes of me proving things, I don't think that's the kind of thing we would do here. We're not here to improve it because, in truth, to improve it is to make it less grown, <laughs> grown up. Grown up, see? Yeah. Um, and I think the, the kind of thing we're hitting here, you hit some good stuff. Everything's set up and comes out really nicely. Yep. It's the only thing I can't. I'm sorry, no. 
I miss Rob Schneider, Matt Sold in 2022. <laughs> I feel like Schneider... Fuck off, Matthew. I feel like Schneider... Um, is a garbage human being and a terrible actor. I have no problem with that. I feel like Schneider needs to be at least explained why he's not there. Because it's the thing about this thing, no. like, why isn't he here? It's, it, especially if you go back to the memories of the child thing. Just literally like, oh yeah, he died. <laughs> <laughs> Just, if we get, I, if I we like get to kill off Rob Schneider, <laughs> not the character, the actor Rob <laughs> Schneider, that's the thing. I, and bite it, his freaking head off. It's or a mi- if, it's a minor point. It doesn't. Yeah. Something like like old oh, Tim. That's a deal breaker. Uh, Tim, <laughs> um, you've ruined the continuity. You've not explained the uh, <laughs> yeah sequence. It's just these, which these kids yeah. ruined my immersion in exactly. Grown Ups yeah, Two because yeah, yeah. the fact that Grown Ups Two is like we're not going to talk about why Schneider isn't here, even though this whole thing's about you know these inseparable mm. friends. Um, and I do not feel that character is missing. We don't need, and I'm glad you didn't do the the Nick Swanson thing and like fill the God. void. Yeah, fuck that noise. God. But I feel like there just needs to be an alignment of like, oh no, he's been arrested in fucking Mexico because nobody <laughs> believes that his children are his or something. Yeah. And they thought he would, he's involved in saying because he thought, oh, you're clearly like trafficking women because they can't be your kids. So, you know, that awful fucking shitty explanation. Just, just, just something yeah. to acknowledge no, why he's no, there. That's, that's, that's totally all fine. I need. Yeah. Other than that, gold star. <laughs> I especially like that you actually had Salma Hayek do stuff. <laughs> She actually has a bowling thing and achieves a thing that isn't directly related to Lenny doing stuff. Well, it it makes more sense than the second film because the first one, she's very distant with Lenny. They're yeah. not a good couple. Yeah. They are literally that she's a very powerful career woman and there's a distance between them, which obviously is why their kids are where they are, yeah. I guess, and so on and so forth. And the second film was like, nah, they're happy. It's like, what? Yeah, how? What? What's happening here? So, the, her having things to do already is that makes sense because I mean, when the other wives are trying to counsel slash bully Salma Hayek about the whole Milan stuff, they're actively doing things. It's yeah. it's it's yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it fits much cleaner. There's such, so much more cohesion between the first film and your film than there is yeah the regular Grounds one and two yeah. Again. The bar is very low. It's so low, but I don't. I, I, but I think I think you absolutely nailed it. Tim, Tim has done a lot of work here. I can feel how much work has gone into this. <laughs> I don't. I, it's a labour of love, guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We we often talk about those pitches where you're like, I've been dreaming about this moment for a decade now. <laughs> I've been wanting to fix the Dark Knight Rises since yeah. the day I watched that fucking movie. And Tim thought ten days ago, I can't wait to fix this. <laughs> I saw this movie a decade ago and then the sequel a close to a decade ago. Yeah. It didn't go on the master list. We didn't think to ourselves, we should fix Grown Ups 2. <laughs> yeah. Paul Blart was on the master list. It was, yeah. But this was not because why? <laughs> and yet here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Excellent work, Tim. Fuck you, Josh Miles, once again <laughs> for picking these goddamn Seriously. movies. You made us suffer through Mother of Tears, Paul Blart I mean, too. Mother of Tears, I guess. Mother of Tears is fucking awful. What are you talking it about? It's it's terrible, but it's terrible this in more interesting level. ways than yeah. Uh, yeah. This is next level terrible. Just just fucking season twelve. <laughs> have a have a moment. Have a break. Have a kick. <laughs> just please. It can it can still be something terrible. Let's just get away from from the sand. Just man. this Uber can stop yeah. now. This whole this whole thing. Yeah. 
If we can escape... Are the... you not entertained? Can, can, can we escape the orbit of Kevin James? Yeah. yeah he's very fat, so maybe not... Slingshot us into the sun. Exactly. Yeah, directly yeah. into the sun. Well, folks, let us know what you thought of Tim's version of Grown Ups 2. Let us know what you think of the Grown Ups quote-unquote franchise. Cinematic Universe. Cinematic universe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the Lamansoft like... Cinematic Universe. <laughs> the, the G-U-C-U. <laughs> the grown up cinematic universe or Goku as it's known yeah oh my god that's that's the new streaming service I believe that exclusively shows Adam Sandler films Adam yeah. Sandler as Goku <laughs> Kevin James as Krillin oh my, oh my Chris god Chris Rock as Vegeta Steve Buscemi as Master Roshi oh my god <laughs> this my, is my Rudolph is Bulma for some reason and Nick Swardson as Boo. Oh, oh I mean, <laughs> that fits. I hate what the fuck? everything about <laughs> the, the fuck? thing we just said. <laughs> anyway. And it's all your fault, Josh Miles. Fuck you and thank you for supporting us on <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> and making this happen. Like I said, if you'd like to join Josh and the variety of people that support us on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash sequelizers. We would very much appreciate your support and helping this show grow. Like I said... In the process of upgrading our equipment, we're getting new t-shirts done with the patron-exclusive stuff. We've got lots of other stuff planned. Mentioned more slots opening for the VIPs. I've talked about live streams we're going to be doing as well. So, yeah, bigger and better things coming soon. All thanks to your support on Patreon. Of course, we know times are tough at the moment, Jeez, to say the kidding. fucking least. We understand not everyone has the financial ability to support us. So, if you would like to support us but you're currently unable to do so we totally appreciate and understand that we'd really appreciate if you could just share the show on social media basically review us on your podcast app of choice whether that's google podcasts or spotify or whatever you're listening this to on most of them usually have a rating system that basically helps us get featured on the algorithms and all that kind of stuff so yeah if you could help us out with that we'd be very very much appreciated I am JLW Chambers on Twitter and Instagram. If you'd like to follow me there, I tweet about wrestling and video games and SEO and stuff. If you like to hear me talk about SEO, I have a podcast called Search with Candor, which I do as part of my day job, talking about digital marketing stuff, where I often interview people who know a lot more about it than I do and who are much more interesting than me. And it's a very interesting podcast if I do say so myself. Speaking of which... Matthew Stockton, how can people find you and your other podcasting exploits across the interwebs? Stogs, S-T-O-G-H-Z on all the social medias. You can go to theredrighthand.co.uk to read my reviews. You can go to cheesemint.com to see the things that I make. You can also search for Sumo Drop, uh, specifically on Twitter, Sumo Drop Pod, to see my sumo wrestling coverage it's every other month. Tim! <laughs> <laughs> Tim, if I wanted to reunite with you no. in many years' time mm -hmm. after your disgusting, sickening success, taking you away from this, and we can look back on the times when we would sit on the sofa and talk about movies, and we call you Hollywood because of your filthy success, where can I preemptively send messages to you to say, come back and look after us? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say, in, I hope in 10 years' time, Twitter's gone away. Uh, but, but in the meantime, until then, uh, you can find me uh, trivia underscore lad on Twitter is my main online presence aside mm. from the one that you're listening to now. 
Mm. Uh, and so that is the best place to find me uh, observing the downfall of the British government. Seriously. Pretty much. Fucking state of it. It's a grown-ups two of an affair. <laughs> Good Lord. What's more of a mess? Our government or grown-ups two? Maybe the government. It's, it's the government. It's actually. the government. Yeah. Well, we'll be back next week with some strangely yeah. adjacent stuff. The, yeah, I usually say the whole like something completely different, uh, uh, tonal links. whiplash, blah blah blah. Kind of not. There's a lot of you've actually said the title at one point, I believe. Oh, I've hinted at it. I've In dropped, this season, <laughs> we, we, we've dropped some little hints yes. throughout this episode. Yeah. Like we drops. did little eye contact. You like, huh? Oh, I did a mm-hmm. thing. See mm-hmm. what I mean? So yeah, tune in next week for. Another fucking terrible sequel. Oh, Jesus, man. It's, it's bad, folks. It's bad. Dumb idea. But it's a terrible sequel to a good movie. There's the little clue for you, folks. The first one's actually good. Would we say it's a terrible sequel to the best movie of this season? Cool. Hold on. Hold I, on. I, I just put this out of my ass and thought to myself, it's a bold thing, but actually think about it thinking, oh, I, no. can't, I can't might, think of much better. Might be my fa- It's my favorite. Uh, yes. There we go. Okay, there we go. So it's going to be a big treat and a big disappointment. Yeah. The the good film that this is the sequel to is easily my favourite film of what we're covering this season. Yeah. Uh, probably the best film of this season and as it's, well. You've had more than enough clues, people. There's go plenty away. of clues. Yeah, get get sleuth in Discord. You know, you know what to do. Yeah. And if you'd like to go and join the Discord, go to sequelizers.com. You can find everything there, links for all the live streams, all of our social links, all that bollocks, and the invite link for the Discord, which is a lovely community of people who can chat about films and video games and parenting and politics and all kinds of stuff. It's a lot of different topics and a lot of different channels on there. True. So if you are on Discord and you are interested in chatting to like-minded, awesome people, the community is really cool and something I'm really proud of. I know we're proud of as a as a trio to say that we've crafted this cool company of people that all gather in this little community. It's very, very nice. True, true. And uh, yeah, highly recommend if you need a new place to go and chat about stuff. We even do like post-show Q&A type stuff like, why did you do this? Oh, you should have done this and blah, blah, blah. You blah, can blah. lurk. You can be involved. There's support networks effectively. There's yeah. also advice. There's like, I, every time I'm like, I see a trailer, I then go to post it in the Discord. Some fuckers already got they, there. They're <laughs> always quicker than us. They, they post our own teasers quicker than we do sometimes. Yeah. And we know when we're posting them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But thank you very much for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week, like I said, with a big old pile of shit that follows a very good movie. Back to like classic sequelizers in a way. Seriously, it really is. And it's my final pitch of the season. Holy shit, really? Yeah. Oh yeah, I got two to go, haven't I? Yeah. Yeah, good point. See you next week, folks. Bye-bye. Summertime! (laughs) Yes!